Hey, hey, dishes, we're back and we are Soap Dish Salem style. Of course, I am your host, the whole and home wrecker, Michael the Maverick. <laughs> your name changes every week. I love it. Ah, uh, yes. Don't try to love me. Yes. <laughs> that voice you hear is my second in command, Tony. Tony, how are you? Pretty good. How are you? I'm alive. That vaccine is whipping my ass, but I'm alive. Uh, Dylan St. James, how are you? Good. How are you, sweetie? Miss Texas, I'm I'm doing good. I'm ready to get into this because we didn't discuss anything last week. So I'm really ready to talk to you guys. We have a lot to discuss. Nick, how are you? I'm good. Still buzzing from WrestleMania last night, but I'm excited. Ah! I still can't believe we haven't ran you off yet. I'm proud of us. We did it, guys. <laughs> and last but not least, Ariette, how are you? Good. Just tired, but I'm fine. Let's get into it. No, we're Jump all a right little tired. We're all a little tired. We're recording on a new day, so <laughs> usually this is our day of rest. Um, there's no news this week. No news is good news. So let's hop into the weekly recap. We decided to just throw away the docket entirely. We had too much fun without it. So, hmm, where should I start? Shemanel <laughs> meets a new buddy. And he's drunk as a skunk. Xander, let's discuss, guys. I love her. I love that she sees dollar signs when she looks at him the fact that he doesn't actually have any money to his name right now and she's <laughs> pulling off this scam that's going to be hilarious when that comes out because i really don't think xander actually has much money because he, he definitely doesn't have the ceo title anymore but literally she's so much fun she's a breath of fresh air like i'm just having so much fun watching her well i feel like sarah was the money in that couple Considering, well, the hoardings come from money, and then she's a doctor. Not that we ever saw her doing it, but yes. Hell, the only doctor in the hospital is Kayla. I know. Quite honestly, we haven't seen her there in a while, so I don't know who the hell's running anything in this hospital. I don't want to believe Xander's broke now. He probably just can't get access to his funds. (laughs) He can't be broke. I want to believe that he was smart enough to To have a stash. Yeah, all the dirty dealings he did for Victor. Okay, but I mean, you said this in the group chat the other day, and I'm going to bring this up now. Ava is absolutely smarter than Xander, and she walked away from all the time. I'm so mad. I'm so mad. We're going to get to her later because I have a few things. We're going to get to her later because I have a few things to say about her. I have to say, it is so, Chanel is so refreshing, and see. Seeing her scheme, oh my god, I'm so excited! Like I, I like, actually. <laughs> but can we backtrack from away from the the Xander thing for a second? The the scene with Lonnie, Eli, Chanel, and Theo when they found out that Lonnie and Th- when everybody found out that everybody was related, the reactions I was dying. That was hilarious. I was dying from Chanel's. Oh, 
we should move in together. (laughs) He was like, wait a minute, you just dumped me in South Africa. Now you want to move in? I ain't like she was taking advantage of that vulnerable man. You could tell but, that man was vulnerable. But I but I like the fact that he caught on to it once. Yeah, thank God. Yeah, said, thank God. Well, well her mom you know his dad is gonna fail for it. <laughs> well, the, the men in Salem are not that smart. Like, I mean, there is one collective brain that gets passed around from man to man in Salem, and Theo happened to own the brain in this particular scene. <laughs> You know, it's that is a topic of discussion that we should have. What happened between the previous generation and this generation? Because John and them were not dumb. Uh, 1997 right? John enters the chat. Uh, no, 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 no. Let's be fair. You know they dumbed him down just for Kristen, right? Yeah. And then did. after he left her, it's like all the yeah. smarts came back. Oftentimes men are dumb, like they dumbed them down for plots. So but like, I think that like, became a trend after the nineties, did in the nineties, yeah, didn't it? Yeah. Like, if you watch Jersey, it started so with Austin Reed, 1995 oh, Austin Reed. I'm watching it right now. Jamie Riley was really good at dumbing men down for plots. Listen, I don't know how Austin is breathing at the point in which I'm watching right now because he's literally too stupid to live. I'm sorry. I told you. Did I not tell you? I told her too, and she didn't believe me. I told her, Austin will have you not like costume forever. No, it, and it literally flipped on a dime because I remember when I was watching 1994, I was like begging for them to get back together because I loved them. Now in 1995, Austin can eat shit. <laughs> but, but back to the story at hand. You Sorry. know, as we were watching that, <laughs> as I was watching that, only one question came to my mind. Why is Xander hopping from bar to bar trying to get a drink? Does Salem not have a liquor store? <laughs> it, it was weird to me. He's <laughs> drunk and not thinking logically. When he stole that bottle from the bar. <laughs> <laughs> and Jack was just like, you know what? Fine. No big deal. Really won't care. Well, you but can't take was- it back. <laughs> That was my only issue. I was like, why does he keep going from bar to bar? And then you're in a hotel. Just order right, like a damn right. bottle. It was just stupid. I see what they were trying to do, but they could have did it better. I feel like everybody at this point has cut him off. Yeah. And, and it's hilarious because the spoiler for that day was Xander causes a scene at Julie's place. Meanwhile, there was nobody fucking in Julie's place. It was literally Julie and Jack. <laughs> I can't wait for that place to go under. Why? (laughs) It just got there. (laughs) No, that Julie's place. I agree with Michael. I, it's the, it's the ugliest set. Okay, I'm going to say it. They Uh, made restaurants look terrible. Mansion enters the chat. It is not the ugliest set. That goes to the Kiriakis Mansion. Thank you very much. Ah, the the Mayor Mansion. But my issue with Julie's place is. I don't know if it's like a comfort food place. Is it high end? It's a health food place. They said okay, that so, when they opened it. Okay, so why are they having these extravagant parties there? Right. It's stupid. Either they you... need to bring Tuscany or I... Chez Rouge back. No, what actually, the penthouse grill. The, the way the Julie's place looked before when it was Dunk's place was actually fine. It was better. It was fine. Yeah. So, so I don't. 
I mean, when they decorate uh, Julie's place, it looks actually really decent. But in a normal day, I don't like it. Oh, uh, no. I, I just don't understand. If it's I a think bar place, is you need out of place in that set. Like, if yeah. they took the bar out, I think it would be better. Because the whole set would open up. It's not even that. It's just, it's confusing to me. You're a health food store. How exactly are you having these big upscale anniversary parties with fucking health food? You need to keep it on the same scale as y'all keep the Brady pub. People go there to eat and parlay, not have these big extravagant parties. People are catering there. And you either I mean, bring back Shea Rouge, bring back that little ugly ass bistro. I would believe that before I believe people are going to Julie's place. Bistro, bistro was actually yeah, the bistro was actually nice. Like they turned. It was the Demira Mansion with tables. <laughs> yeah, know. no, and I, that was the one time I didn't hate that set because y'all know I hate that mini mansion. Like I want like the day that Chad destroyed that mini mansion was the happiest day for me. But I actually enjoyed that set when it was the bistro. It it, it, it looked like the Demira Mansion with tables in it. That's what it, I literally thought when I first saw it. I was like, why are they having a fucking New Year's? Yeah, I had to party? tell you that it wasn't the Demera Mansion. <laughs> okay, I'm like, back to the story. We'll get do to we the story actually, next week. Do we actually, uh, touching on the spoilers, do we actually think that Chanel and Xander are married? Or do no. we think that she's lying? No, no, no I, I, th- think- I think they're married. Yeah, me too. I think she's lying. I'm trying to figure out how, because, I mean, Salem is not Vegas. So. Exactly. And then you go to City Hall. Now, unless he had the marriage license from when he was supposed to marry Sarah and she just signed her name. That's not legally binding. Yeah, Yeah, I think actually they got married and basically... They're going to have to show me that because I'm I'm not believing she carried him drunkenly all the way to City Hall. Uh, she'll yeah, do anything to she'll do anything to secure the bag. <laughs> yeah, I, I love her. I would have to see how she got someone to marry them. Exactly to believe it. It's it It'll be yeah, different than in it's, Vegas. It's Xander. I mean, like, it's, like, <laughs> but am I the only one who's enjoying them? No, no I don't. No, I, them. I just don't know if they're actually married. I didn't yeah, see I, enough I, of them to get an opinion. In my I think my this is the first time like I'm actually interested in Xander for a long time. Like I want to see where this goes because this could be really fun, and I'm. I it's it's gonna be really fun. It's good because Paul Paul said he's got a lot of funny stuff coming up, and I didn't really understand what it meant. Because at the time, this was before we knew that Lindsay was leaving when I did that Zoom with him. And he said he had a lot of fun stuff coming up. And it like he was going to, the aftermath of Sarah leaving him was going to be more comedic than he anticipated. And I can see why now. I originally thought it was going to be a rescue mission before I realized that Lindsay was leaving. But now with this, I'm like, interested. And I'm really interested because Xander and Brady are going to be working together on something in the next few weeks. And I'm trying to figure out what that, where that comes into all this. So I'm really excited for what's coming. Well, I didn't see enough of it personally to have an opinion on Chanel and Xander. So we're going to lift that story in prayer and move on to the next topic. 
And now it is time to talk about my favorite, favorite, favorite part of this week. Sierra's hypnosis leads to her reading the filth out of everyone. <sighs> it was so The way you were dragging her in the group chat, I didn't actually think you enjoyed this. Okay, okay, hold on. <laughs> She's trying to throw me under the bus. I'm going to explain <laughs> myself now. At the beginning of those scenes, she was eating scenery in a bad way. And then it shifted to good scenery eating. She wins my performer of the week, mainly because I've never seen anyone shift bad scenery chewing to good scenery chewing so effortlessly. Because when she was in that hospital bed with Marlena, she tried to kill me twice. Poor Deidre Hall had to duck because everything that was being sucked up by Victoria Conifal was about to hit See, her. I just thought Sierra head. was having a panic attack because she was literally reliving the fire five seconds prior. So that didn't come off as overacting to me. That came off as like I, her, her body was experiencing almost dying again. Mm-mm. I'm sorry, baby. Mm-mm. <laughs> Why are you like... eating while we're recording? <laughs> I actually... I'm about to die. Hold on. This is my last little bite. (laughs) I can see what what Michael is saying. I wasn't feeling any of those scenes. Not even, like, I thought the one in the hospital lobby, I don't know. Yeah. When they were screaming at each other. like That's when it got good to me. Oh, those scenes broke my heart. Those scenes broke my heart. I feel like all three of them weren't good at all. Um, those scenes were eh to watch for me, but when Sierra ran into her room and Marlena came, those scenes were great. Oh, those are beautiful scenes. But when she was out there talking, that's the only scene I actually liked. But when she was out there talking to Ben and Sierra, she's like, Don't touch me, Claire, don't touch me. Yeah, whatever, Uh, whatever her name is, Marlena's granddaughter. Um, (laughs) (laughs) you are so rude. Terrible. It's terrible. Like, you hate Claire. my names. I can't. I don't hate Claire. I'm just, I want Claire to do better for herself. That's Seriously, it. though, I oh. I need her to get better writing. I am yes. tired. Yeah. I, listen, Claire can, Claire's only purpose right now is propping up Ben and being his talk to, and it's not cute. Claire's Claire's entire like Claire's been connected to Sierra since she came back. Yeah, since they saw us, that's all. That's all she's really been. I mean, uh, she had she had more stuff like when she first when they first saw us, you know, saw us turn. Then the stuff with like Trip and Haley when she was devolving into crazy. But like this stint with Isabel has mainly been connected to Sierra. It started when. Olivia came back. Yeah, it really it did. That was kind of where it started, and then kind of Isabel picked it up, and then it, she kind of walked away. Watch it's it's gotten to the point where I don't care about Claire anymore. Hello, Michael. Yeah, I do need her to get her own story. I'm. <laughs> I'm I, I, I love her. Explain myself. I, I really didn't like Olivia Rose's portrayal, honestly. Until she went batshit. Yeah, well, that's because the writing for Claire at that time didn't know who the hell she was. Like, It was so batshit and self-centered. 
I hated Millennial Claire. Could not stand her. Millennial she, Claire. No. Mm-mm. I mean, I, I, I enjoyed, she entertained me. I didn't hate her. Claire oh, no. I love Claire. her, but she made me cringe during those episodes. Yikes. She but can I finish, let me finish real fast. <laughs> I actually <laughs> like that Claire is messy. Like, Claire is messy. No, she's not. And <laughs> she used to be. She used to be, okay? <laughs> and she was like, she was self-centered, but that was in character for her. So, like, now, I don't know, it's just like a whole new shift in right. writing, and it doesn't... Millennial know. Claire, I can stand her. I was sick of her trying to move over those tracks. I was sick of her... Just being so <laughs> self-centered, it was annoying. And then they shifted her to crazy. And I kind of liked her then. And then crazy her off, was great. And then she went off screen. And then she was all up Sierra's butt half the time. So I, I, I just didn't like her then. And now with Isabel Durant, I, I kind of, I don't know, maybe I just didn't like Olivia Rose. But I kind of shifted towards, I like her, but they're not doing anything with her. They're making her stupid making her stupid if she doesn't have I need her to home. get her own story like can she go work at basic black with chloe and brady can she i need to let that singing thing go it's not happening no. why i said basic black why do you think i said basic black and not a singing career i, mean, I know i just had to emphasize it let it go she could she could go work at titan and and work with gabby chic she can there's the thing though, and nobody wants to say it, so I'll say it. If they take Claire out of that orbit, Ben literally only has Marlena to talk to now. And Jake, or and they we don't can... want that again. <laughs> no, I like the I like the Ben and Jake friendship, so I'm good. I'm good if they take Jake out of Kate's orbit and have Seriously, him just though. being Ben's friend. Like, literally, that was. I mean, to me, Brandon's Jake... overacting in that scene aside. <laughs> Um, to me, it feels like they're using, they're trying to make a Stefan and Ben type of relation, like friendship with Jake. And uh, no, it's not working for me. It's not the same character. You got to change it up. But it's also they barely interact. Like it, that scene yeah, that they had months between like them. Yeah. Literally, oh, the last he, time, like wasn't he in jail? Like the last yes, time Jake bailed him out of jail. And then he, he, that was when he offered him the apartment. And at that point he said no, which that was the, then that was like mid early November. I want to say like November 2nd or something like that. And then we didn't see Ben for weeks. And then flash forward to Christmas. He was living above the garage. That was the first time we saw him living above the garage, but he hadn't spoken or said Jake's name at all. And then Jake just randomly appeared a couple weeks ago, but they hadn't seen each other since November. Yeah, it's weird. But back to the scene at hand, when she was telling Ben, don't touch me, don't touch me. I looked that at the broke my said, heart. Oh, Sierra that... Alice, are you trying to seduce me? <laughs> that, bro- that broke my heart, but they, Rob and Victoria slayed those scenes. Like, as a Sin fan, those scenes killed me. Like, it was... It was bad for me, like as a Sin fan, like it broke my heart, but the acting was so good that I couldn't look away. And I was really excited also that Sierra got to confront Claire about the fire because she never really got a chance to do that before. And it made sense in 2019 because when she found out 
about the fire back then, of course she would be forgiving of Claire's mental illness because she was forgiving of Ben's. Like, so her mindset then, like if she didn't forgive Claire after forgiving Ben, she would have been a hypocrite. So I got why they didn't go the anger route with her then. But given her mind frame now, like I was very excited to see the anger and it worked for me. Are you done, Tony? Yeah, I'm done. Okay, that's nice. The air I have. Did y'all see when she went back to the room and called Theo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we, ain't, we ain't doing that Fiera Hive bullshit up on his podcast. Uh-uh. Yes. No, because oh, I have goodness. issues. And That's I'm going nice. to bring them up now. Oh, my goodness. And then when he well, came and Ben was like, oh, she can't see business, man. And Theo was like, well, why did she call me then? I almost jumped through the screen, y'all. <laughs> oh, why are you like, I, like I, I don't mind Theo being there to support her. Here's where it takes me out. Both times the hypnosis was mentioned to Theo with Claire and again with Julie, it looked like somebody kicked Theo's puppy. Theo does not he want her to. Re- no, that he fu- he fucking lied. I'm so telling you. Far, he's not doing anything to like. Yeah, exactly. He's so done he's nothing. No, he's he done nothing. Done but nothing. So, like, oh, so me, your point uh, you're trying to make is kind of invalid. It'll be different if he, was if he did to. something. Exactly. Yeah. And he Can I make the point before you go ahead and tell me it's invalid? And he also said. She has a lot of bad memories. He could have been talking about. Yeah, pain. I didn't. He I didn't been talking buy about that dying. when he we said that. Because both times he said it, and then right, both times he said it, and then the way he was thinking about Sierra, like, I get that he hasn't done anything now, but it's kind of weird to me that he doesn't want her to remember. And the big argument, like, we, we've been we've been going back and forth on Twitter, everybody says that he doesn't fully understand Ben's connection to Sierra, which, because he wasn't there, is technically kind of true, but then why is he so upset about her potentially remembering it it's coming across to me like she has a lot of bad memories tony yeah i know that's what he said but i didn't believe it when he said it that's the point and then as soon as he was saying that we see she had a memory about almost being turned into a slim jim in a cabin (laughs) I, i feel like it's coming across to me that he doesn't want her to remember because he knows that if she remembers She's not going to want to be with him as anything more than a friend. That's how it's coming across to me. I, my thing is, I think, because I remember the, the last time Theo and Sierra saw each other on screen was right after they split up, after she wrote the letter and Claire stole it. It was right after her rape. I think this is the I think this is the first time. Well, no, it was it was it was way after her yeah, rape. They, they saw each other because her intro was his exit. Oh, I forgot about that. But okay, same same premise. He wasn't there that long. The point is, I think he's like this. Things we've seen with them once they finally got into scenes together. I think this is the first time Theo's felt he's had his friend back. Hello. And I think he's worried that even if she does get her memory, that's great. But he's, I think he's concerned about: Am I still going to have my friend after that? It's not that's even that. I, it's I just think a, that's what he's worried about. This isn't even a yeah, romantic that's thing. Coming across for me as well. If that's it was the, my friend, I would not want her to remember that she married a serial killer for one. But also, I wouldn't want her to remember that her wedding blew the fuck up. Oh shit! She saw that man almost die on a table. She had all these 
terrible things happened to her and he even said that exactly he even said that she has a lot of bad memories and imagine you don't remember none of that none of that and then your memory suddenly comes back that is traumatic to anyone no i i get that but that's not how it's there been for her like she that's not how it read to me and maybe it's because i have the spoiler well not even that it's not can i finish my point please damn i think it was last week so this is payback got it okay but anyway Uh i think it's because i had i had the chad theo spoiler in the back of my head knowing that he's going to talk to chad about his feelings i think might have colored my view of Mm -hmm. it because it was coming across like he didn't want her to remember because of his feelings for her but like even if he didn't he's entitled to have feelings yeah, yeah no, I don't. Happened. I don't mind him having feelings. I, I just don't want him to act on them. So far, but he hasn't acted. He hasn't. That's I, I doubt it. trying to paint him wrong, and he's not even doing anything. So this is what's been happening so since he entered far, their orbit. This was my issue. He, we're reacting to things that have not happened. So far, yet. we have we have seen demonizing and vilifying of Theo. And he has not do, done that one thing. One thing, however. And you jumped out already saying this last week, but however, here we are. Last, next week we're seeing Ben with a syringe. And, and we have been called. We have been. We're not going down that road. Yes, yes well, we, we are, are calling it out. Calling out. Yes, yes, we are. Yes, we are. Because what we're not going to say. Is that no, what we're not going to say is no one is excusing that because people are excusing excusing it. When you, again, when you say, oh, Ben is wrong, but he's desperate, you're canceling all your nice. No, we had this discussion and we've literally been saying he's desperate, but his desperation does not excuse what he did. We're not seeing, like, so far, Theo has not done anything. And y'all trying to vilify him. And we're seeing Ben do something, but yet Theo is getting all of this blame. And Theo is getting getting, blame. That is Ben is getting Ben is getting plenty of blame. You're acting like nobody is blaming Ben. No, I'm seeing that, but I'm talking about the people who aren't beforehand. Before anything has aired, before we've seen anything happen, Theo has gotten the blame. And, now and it, and it keeps seen, happening because this is the third or fourth week in the row. <laughs> and Ben, who we've seen in previews, actually have a syringe in his hand without Sierra's consent and her being terrified of him. That, and we has, have not been, been, that has not been ripped to shreds. Yes, it absolutely has. No, and I have the tweets a, to back it up. Four weeks or three weeks of Theo getting We bashed. knew it was happening until the spoiler photo dropped. Again, that's the point. As soon as the spoiler photo dropped, we have been dragging it up and down the timeline. Not for the reasons it's supposed to be dragged. If that makes sense. It's been a, believe me, the consent issue has been brought up. I have the tweets to back it up. I'm not talking about tweets, though. I'm talking about what has happened to Theo for multiple weeks. With with no spoilers to back it up. With no spoilers. Well, that was no, just based on, hold on Tony. Ron's history. Without, without spoilers, without but, pictures, but supposed fear, which can be valid. But but yet you're about to dismiss it. 
I'm no, not, well, I'm no, not dismissing not, it. It I'm just hasn't happened it. yet. It has it not happened. It has yeah, not happened. The thing is, you cannot vilify and demonize and all of that of a character who has not done, nothing. done anything. That's but all of the tweets, all of the yeah, tweets that no, I've seen, I get it. I get that fans are worried. Fans have these like fears of it going this and way. And if that it goes valid, there, but, but we're not. But we're can not you let her finish, Tony? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Um. The thing is, there's been much more bashing of Theo, who's so far harmless, than someone who's actually going to do something without her consent on screen. But Theo has not stepped that line. He has not crossed any boundaries yet. And that is my issue. Okay, Tony. Okay. The, The Theo thing is based specifically on fear. That's literally what it's based on. Nobody is saying that anything he's done up until the point in which it looked like he didn't want her to remember, that was the first on-screen moment that made me go, ooh, okay, I don't like that. But before that, it was strictly based on Ron's history and the fear of him going there because as we all know, we've been discussing it on and off in the group chat, Ron and consent issues do not go hand in hand. It's just, it's it's all murky and gross so we're saying if it goes there not that it's going there currently but if it goes there it would be damaging to theo and it would just it wouldn't work now as far as the ben thing goes we were hoping that he wouldn't go down the desperate route and now when the spoiler came out that ben does something desperate we all jumped to uh kidnapping because that was just the thing that made sense at the time because they had already addressed on screen that he wouldn't use the memory drug on her because he said as much to Marlena a couple weeks ago. So when the spoiler picture from Soap Opera Digest came out, everybody went, what the fuck has Ben doing? This makes literally no sense. Everybody has been everybody has been dragging Ben up and down the timeline. Yes, he's desperate. That does not make what he's doing okay just because we understand his mindset does not mean we are excusing his actions i okay i think and i'm going to try to be really really specific here i think a huge part of the problem is that you can't speak in absolutes and i think part mm-hmm. of the thing is when people say when people say fans for whatever reason people insert in all before that instead of a sum because all of y'all have not been dragging Ben up and down the timeline I'm like I'm jumping ahead here but my watching it wrong is specifically tweets about people dragging the fuck out of Theo and excusing the hell out of Ben you're gonna have to show me that tweet I'm looking at them I'm (laughs) Like you, can you send it to the group chat so I can see it? Because I honestly but, haven't seen but Tony, it. But Tony, Tony, Tony. See, this is where your stand goggles come in. And I love you. But this is where you really piss me off. Whenever we try to tell you that we have seen sin fans doing something, you automatically jump to the defensive. And you don't hear us out. You're not understanding, trying to comprehend what we're saying. That's I what comprehend really what you're saying, but I've also had stuff get twisted too. So okay, it's like, no. oh, okay. I will read you 
like because I copied and pasted them, but I will go back and like bookmark them and send them to you if you need to. But like, um, okay, is anyone going to tell Theo how messed up it is? He's taking advantage of a mental girl. This is no different than Stefan and Abigail's alter personality. So when Sierra gets her memory back, how will you think she will feel that Theo took advantage of her? Theo is having an Theo is basically having an affair with a memory lost patient. Theo is messed up. Ben doesn't deserve this. He worked so hard to get Sierra back and for Theo to take advantage of the memory loss is so messed up. Prediction for hashtag days. Theo's character is not going to last. I knew Ron was going to fuck up, but not to this extent. I watch on GIF and purely YouTube clips, but what a sad sack of shit he made Theo in this. He doesn't come off as a friend, making Sin fans hate him, he's done. Kind of messed up Theo is taking advantage of this situation. Seeing all the Ben haters cheer on Theo taking advantage of Sierra is pretty disgusting. Sierra has brain fog, Theo is lying to her and keeping her in that fog. This is wrong. She didn't choose Theo over Ben. She just has no memory of Ben. And I can go on because there are more. Okay. Well, I didn't see those. Literally someone who said that he's a rapist or he's... Yeah, I still haven't seen that. Like, I I know you said that, but and I I went looking for that. That's the one you sent, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. That okay. That was that was recent. I was talking about like a, a couple weeks ago. You said you saw it, and I didn't I've see it, it then. But that is something like I saw straight away, like uh, when I checked the replies, and that stood out to me. But I've you don't need to say it in literal words to actually see where what. And like I said, I I'm sitting here. I have more. I can keep reading. If I need to keep reading, I can keep reading. But- no, you don't need to. But like so, it, <laughs> so it's like, and, and what's killing like, me is he hasn't done weird. anything. That's exactly. my big, that's been my issue since the beginning. I'm like, okay, we understand Ron's history. We all are very fearful of that. I'm very protective of someone like Theo. And the, then when my, he said, uh, I'm sorry for interrupting, but then when he gives you a reason why he feels this way about her getting her memories back. It's an issue then. He didn't even say no, anything No, I, I literally, for me, I didn't believe him when he said that because it, like, that was the second time. Like, if that was the only time he looked like somebody kicked his puppy, um, I might have believed it. But that compounded with what, like, because he, after he spoke to Claire, he had all those flashbacks with him and Sierra since he's been back. And it just, it, it all kind of rubbed me wrong. So then when he said that to Julie, I really was like, I don't know if I buy this. This feels like you're covering and like you don't want her to remember because you want a chance with her. I really want to be wrong. Let's ask the others. Ariette, Nick, how did y'all feel towards that situation? I already said I think he's just worried about him losing his friend again. Um, But if that was the case, okay. If if that was the case, if he's worried that he's never going to have a chance with her once once she gets her memory back, okay. But he hasn't stopped in the way of that. So I'm still like, trying to figure out where Theo's wrong. Like he hasn't done anything wrong yet. That's my issue. We're yeah. reacting to things that have not happened. I, I get worries and I get fears and I get, like, it's valid. 
considering who, who Ron is. But so far, everything that has played out has been the opposite. Here's and I thing. hope it stays that way. And here's my thing, though. And I'm sorry to interrupt you, Ariette. It's just that there is there is a way to express having very valid fears regarding how Ron is going to handle, you know, consent issues that does not involve, you know, accusing Theo of exploitation, calling him a loser, calling him a sack of shit. That yeah, that has does cross nothing the line. to do with Ron. That is something else entirely, and people need to hold that. Like people, we're gonna call a thing a thing up in here on this day. It is what it is, and like you're not dragging Ron. I don't see a single. I don't see one single tweet talking about you know. Ron's handling of consent issues. Um, I've I've mentioned it, so I'm just gonna put that out there. Like, I, no, what I'm saying is, I'm I'm seeing a whole lot of Theo dragging. I'm not seeing a whole lot of, you know, I don't like the way this material is being handled. I see all this stuff being left at Theo's door, and it's just. It, it's Admit not. it. It was expected. Yeah, it really it was. was. Expected. We I'm not even shocked about always, it anymore. We always see it. We always like. Let's. I'm just be honest. Black characters' actions or inactions get judged harsher than anything yep. anyone will ever do. And that, yeah, that that was another point that I wanted to make. And I'm about to hurt some feelings, but I'm I'm gonna stand in it ten toes down. Part, a huge part of the reason why people are having a whole lot of problem with extending grace and empathy and understanding to Theo and then turning around and having no problem whatsoever extending grace and empathy and understanding to Ben and acknowledging his humanity Say it. is because Theo is a black man and fandoms and anti-blackness go together like peanut butter and jelly. Hello. White and, favoritism in fandoms. Let's also call a thing a thing. Ben is desperate and he wants to inject a serum into Sierra. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't. I mean, I know, I know he doesn't do it because the spoiler says attempts and it doesn't go all it doesn't go through thank god the only thing that is going to be the saving grace of this is if he stops himself if she wakes up or if somebody walks in and stops him this is going to be a major step backwards for ben and i'm not I, here for that what well, can i finish real fast go ahead well as, as much as tony doesn't want to believe it they're giving ben a lot of this like grace about it but People are complaining that Theo is this, Theo is that, but Theo is autistic. He he doesn't get the cues that everyone else may see. So, yeah, he may not want Sierra to get her memories back. The reason is up in the air, but he doesn't want her to get her memories back. Where's his grace for that? 
Yeah, and like like you described, Tony, you said like we know Ben is not gonna do it because he attempts. Why wasn't Theo offered the same? Like we know he's not gonna do it because this is Theo and da da da. You know, it, it, he's not given because... the same grace or opportunity. No one's given Theo the benefit of the doubt, and that's the issue. That's my biggest issue. Yeah, well, I, honestly, it's just. A, a, I mean, I don't want this for Theo at all. I want to be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. No, but that's not the vibe I have seen. Not from you specifically, but in general, like he's already yeah. been crucified for it. Yeah, people are talking like he's yeah. he's done something. I know, already. and look, I, I was defending Theo too because, like, a lot of people, a lot of people really, a lot of people really shifted when Ben and Theo had those first scenes, which we didn't get to talk about. I think, did we talk about the Ben Theo scenes or were they last week? So they, we were last week. they were last okay. week. Okay. But the, the Ben Theo scenes where like Theo said that she, he doesn't think Sierra's in love with him anymore. A lot of Sin fans were turned off by that. I, however, read that as he was just speaking the situation as he saw it and his autism was making him be more literal and more um blunt than he yeah. might have intended it to come across at that's the time. All, that's so the, though, he that's doesn't exactly really what it was. But so th- those scenes didn't nice. bother me. Like I said, I didn't wasn't bothered by anything particularly on screen until it looked like he didn't want her to remember because that it, it read as something completely different to me than it did to all of you. But that was the first moment on screen that made me go, ooh, please don't go please don't go there. So even though we know that his attempt is isn't going to go through. What if it did? How would y'all feel about that? And she, you know, she gets more drugs, she gets all the memories, and they get back together. How would y'all? <sighs> I don't like it. Honestly, I don't. I don't like him injecting her without her knowing. How I would want it to happen is he comes in. He get, he and he gives her the choice. He says, "Look, I know you don't want to talk to me. I know you don't want anything to do with me. But here is your possible last chance at getting your memory back. And I wanted you to know that this exists. It is completely your choice. I'm gonna walk away." He leaves. He gives her the injection. She chooses to eject herself, and that would be how she gets her memory back. But, no, but, but her, I'm saying, like, what if he went through with it? I don't. I don't. It, I don't like it. It, it would be a major step backwards for me. And I don't know how I would v- like if she, he had to force her back, it goes against their entire foundation and their entire history. Because my favorite thing about sin is that Ben always let her take the lead and make all of the choices. Everything went at her pace. She made the choice. And for Ben, of all people, to take her choice away, I don't like it. It leaves a bad taste in my mouth. I hope to God that he's the one who stops himself and he realizes that this is a mistake. Uh, Here's the thing, though. I think... I have a few things to say, but I think actually Theo walks in. Yeah, I I was thinking the same thing. Whoa. And sees it. I was thinking the same thing. And also that could explain the spoiler. Yeah. Uh-huh. And also, yeah. I think this is in character for Ben. Yep. This is not like, My, this is not random for him to do. And because I, I said this it, to yeah, I agree with four. you. <laughs> because this is not out of character for Ben. When something happens that goes like against him, like for example, Sierra has always been 
like supportive and like on his side exactly he's he's never not known sierra not being by his side 100 percent. and we've from because he did what he did with abigail because he was a serial killer we know what ben is capable of when he's what desperate so this isn't out of character they're leaning into his history and yeah i that's why i say it's a major step backwards this was the most this this has been probably the most um compelling plot twist involving ben for me in years because from for me when ben got his redemption it happened too it happened too fast he, he didn't struggle with it enough for me um so them leaning like back they they basically backed him into a corner the wrist who who's been redeemed but it still happened too fast the thing is they basically backed him into a corner and now they have to figure out okay now what's he going to do when he's this low and i'm i'm willing to watch it play out and i'm not judging it because i've because i know ben's history i'm just waiting for it i'm waiting to see what happens and i'm willing to let it play out Well, that's the end of that. Um, Fiera Hive, I feel like we're going to have some good news coming up at the end of the month. And I am going to be here. I don't care if hell or high water. I'm going to be here when they happens. I'm going to be honest, though. I'm not feeling... I'm enjoying wait, 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 wait. Wait, by goodness, what you mean? The spoiler I was reacting to last night. Well, I don't know why you're so happy about that. Because if that actually comes to pass, and if that actually happens, then... There is no Ciara on our screens. So I'm you're celebrating. Like other, I'm not like the other fan base. I get happy regardless. Um, I, don't actually, I don't actually think she's leaving. I think something's going to happen at the last minute. Like, I don't know if she's just going to have like a, a moment and like something's going to stop her at the last minute. I don't actually think she's leaving with Theo. She may be planning to, but enough people in Salem have planned to leave and stopped at the last minute and things changed that until she actually boards the plane to South Africa, I will not believe that she's leaving. I actually think she's leaving. I do too. Anyways, I'm going to be here and I'm going to be here with bells on. And I will Next have my story. bells on when she doesn't actually leave. Next story. Anyway, child. Um, <laughs> let's see. I don't know whether to go with John and Jan or the murder mystery, because it kind of goes hand in hand. They kind of go hand yeah. in hand. So maybe we shit. start with John and Jan and segue into the murder mystery, because it kind of dovetails. Actually, you know what? I'm going to do this. Jack, so Abby, we... and Gwen. Oh. oh, God. Yeah, let's get that mess out of the way. Out the way, and then we can go to the murder mystery, because I don't even want to talk about this, but we skipped it last time. The Chabby fans ate my ass up. Anyway. <laughs> I am team Abby. Uh, she um, does not need to forgive Gwen a hey. single fucking thing if she doesn't want to. Um, oh. I hate the fact that Gwen is going to be pregnant. Hate it, hate that. it, hate it. <laughs> like, I Listen, need her to take a flying leap down the nearest staircase. I'm not against it completely. Listen, I, I get that Chabby fans are go- going through it right now. But, like, how would I explain it? Like, not every, like, for example, John and Marlena. Marlena has kids with Roman. Marlena has, you know, like, it's actually soapy somehow if it's done right. You know, I don't know how to explain it, but, yeah. 
I don't think it's the end of the world that Gwen is pregnant. But would I rather they have gone down a different route for them? Yeah, definitely. I rather would have rather seen them like go through therapy sessions and all of that instead of Gwen being pregnant. Yeah, that I noticed. We're not, they're going to therapy, but we're not seeing it. Yeah. Okay. I would have been okay with seeing it. Me too. I thought we were going to since they spoiled it, but we didn't. Are are y'all done with like the nice little things about it? (laughs) I mean, it's, I I don't know. The whole pregnancy thing, it's annoying to me because they have spent the last few weeks with Gwen showing zero remorse, zero regret, like zero And yeah. all of a sudden, two seconds before she reveals that she's pregnant, she's on an apology tour. Yeah, and the thing is, she's going to use this. She, they they got her pregnant to redeem her. Did you all read that the Soap Opera Digest article where they like break down where she finds out that she's pregnant? Like she wants to keep the baby because she wants to give the baby the life that she never had. This isn't even about making Abigail's life hell anymore. She literally wants... Sounds like it, they're, they're trying... This would have been a bit more fun if she had a if she had someone else to play off of besides Jack, maybe someone she was screwing. We could have done that, but she's just she's just by herself, and it's kind of weird. It just it doesn't work, and I like Abigail was me in all of those scenes because she's like trying, and like when she's like, "If you want me to forgive you, you need to swear on your life that you did not kill my grandmother." I felt that. And then I immediately wanted to vomit when Gwen vomited because that scene was just gross. Yeah. That was hilarious. <laughs> I felt so bad for Emily. Like, how bad, How long did she have to keep that mess in her mouth? <laughs> but like... Question. Do you guys think like she found out she was pregnant a few when she started trying to get people to forgive her? No, because she, she, she was just drinking yeah, she was like just in the scenes with Chad. So if either she doesn't know or she knows and doesn't care and she's going to be like, she's going to end up drinking like a fish while she's pregnant, we might have another fetal alcohol syndrome on our hands. I don't know. Oh, that would be a good twist. Because remember when, remember when Marlo was pregnant with JT during the baby switch? Like she did not give a flying fuck. And then JT ended up with fetal alcohol syndrome because Marlo drank and smoked and it was a whole mess. So either... Gwen doesn't have any single clue that she was pregnant or she doesn't care and she's just going to do whatever the hell she wants which that would actually it would be a good story that way but um it, it, Gwen kind of seems surprised when she checked her phone yeah because so... I think when she vomited she's like oh crap and then she was looking at the date and then probably looking at her cycle and like oh shit okay I got uh... <laughs> Oh, God, what do you want to say, Michael? Because I feel like you got something to say. I ain't like it. I ain't like it. I didn't damn like it. First of all, when it first started this week, I did not like Abigail talking about, oh, it was all Gwen's fault that this happened, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, Gwen had a part in it, but Chad and Gwen did not make Chad hard. Gwen did not put Chad inside her. He slept with her. Blame him. I hate when they do that in stories and TV and movies where the woman sit there and try to blame the woman for everything. Your man did not forcibly get hard for her. So give him some blame too. See, this is why I want a chapter to divorce because they never hold each other accountable for fucking. And the other thing too, going off of what you said is like, 
Chad chose to believe Gwen's lies. And that put him in the position to even sleep with her in the first place. Like, if he had actually believed in his wife and told Gwen to quit kick rocks, we wouldn't be here right now. Well, I agree. He, she took him back too fast. But I wonder, is was her taking him back the setup for the departure, for Marcy's um, exit, when she, when Abigail finds out uh, Gwen's pregnant? But it, it's, it's just annoying as shit because she never holds Chad account, accountable for nothing. And when she does, it only lasts for two fucking weeks. And I'm sick and tired of it. I don't care if the Shabby fans hate me for it. They just need to end this shit because I'm about to stop watching this. I mean, some I really are am. like, some want better for Abby because they feel like currently Chad doesn't deserve her. But ultimately, he doesn't. Like Ultimately, they're still Chabby fans. Like, I feel like Abby. I I love Chabby, so I'm always gonna want them back together somehow. But right now, Abby deserves much better. They should have been separated for at least six months. Yeah, I I wanted them to rebuild them like slowly, and with Marcy going out soon, that's not gonna happen. And I feel like Gwen's pregnancy is like a Do you think Marcy's pregnancy fast-tracked this entire story? Like, I don't think it would have been revealed when it was. I don't think they would have gotten back together as fast as they did, except they knew that they had to write to her maternity leave, assuming that she didn't block tape and we're just going to see her on screen the whole time, which is also a possibility, but. I don't know. I'm not sure, but it might have been like changed a little. And now I'm going to go into my second part of the rant. Jack Devereaux, you should have been fucking swallowed. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. I cannot what the stand fuck? that you man. Jack again? <laughs> I cannot stand that man. It's not yes, even the fact. going to be the read of the week. No, not him. It's not even the fact that you're literally trying to force and manipulate and guide Abigail into forgiveness when she really doesn't have to and really Yeah, shouldn't. that's not, I love Jack, but that's not the move. It's the fact that you had this sit down and you basically coddled Gwen the whole fucking time. Abigail could not set her to task. And at this point, we're going to call a thing a thing here. You're prioritizing your children. And it's not cool. It's not right. And where the hell is Jennifer? Where is Jennifer? Because it don't take this damn long to tell them the state. It really does not. It can. <laughs> get, get Jennifer on the line. I feel like if, for them to be taking this long, they need to, I don't know, they need to tell me that Jen and Mike found something juicy. Hello? <laughs> yeah. Well, because Katie's officially been removed from the credits, so even her phone calls are done. They, uh, what they need to do is bring Mike back so Mike can get in Jack's ass. That bitch killed my mama. Would you, you want it to be Mike. Rourke or would you recast? I prefer Rourke. Even though I know Chrissy Clark isn't coming back. Sigh. But what? Uh, this is a Mike and Carrie stand. Oh, I, had to, you know. <laughs> I was like, that's not the actress's name. <laughs> this is a Mike and Carrie stand account. You better act like you know something around here. But, um, 
Michael always standing the weirdest couples, but Mike and no, Carrie, like, I'm I get with the chemistry. Him, no, I'm with no him. the Mike and Carrie one I get, but like he he always he always roots for the couple that's just left of center. <laughs> Jack and Laura. The thing is, oh, you're not the first person I've heard ship Jack and Laura like that. Um, I think Jamie Giddens liked them too from Daytona Confidential. Okay, he's it's, literally it, it the is, only person I know that shipped them, so that's why I was like... <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it is what it is. I'm not judging it. It's just the, the Carrie Mike, they caught me off guard. <laughs> first off, if you actually go back and watch those years, I know we're off topic, but y'all are used to it by now. If you go back and watch those years, I'm telling you, you will not like here in Austin anymore. I like them now. So, I mean, yeah, no, that's right? true. You won't. Every version I've seen of them is just, I'm like, okay, I guess. They get bored, they cheat, they get back together, act like nothing happened. But see, it's my funny. thing was, I like them because of the nostalgia aspect, and then when I actually went back and watched the timeline, Austin was a dick. And Carrie yeah, had to like, demean herself listen. for the sake of making Austin happy. When she got with Mike and they made that bed fly. I've <laughs> seen that scene. <laughs> and I know it's a couple, like, I'm, I'm only in 1995 on my classic days binge, and it's like four years before Mike and Carrie become a thing. Possibly three, because I don't know exactly where it starts in the timeline. But, like, there's chemistry there, even in 1995. Because they had one little scene in like the, they had one little scene in an episode I was watching. I was like, oh, okay. I can see why they eventually go there. It's felt like Carrie could be herself with Mike. She can be mad as hell at Sammy with Mike. She can punch the shit out of Sammy with Mike. But I, but- I would love for Mike to come back. That would be, that would be good because somebody needs to snap Jack exactly. out of this. Like, damn. It is like I want Mike to come back, but like that wench killed my mother, and you have her. Jack needs up. that person that always yep. told him the truth, like whether it was because in in the nineties it was Isabella, then it became Billy, then it, it was became Hope too. I haven't gotten there yet. I'm just talking about for what I've seen, but um, I need like he needs somebody to snap some sense into him and be like, dude, what are you doing? I get that you're trying to be there for Gwen because you know exactly what it's like to be in her position but that doesn't mean that you get to throw your other daughter under the bus and back up over her in order to make Gwen happy you can have he can have a relationship with both of his girls his girls do not have to have a relationship with each other each other and that and and that's something that Abigail brought up and me and Dylan were talking about this the other week when y'all was like well Abby shouldn't do this it's not like this is a sister from across the pond or something. She literally has to see her every day. Salem only got one damn street if we're being honest. Yeah, no, that's true. And like I said, I don't mind Abby hating Gwen. I just don't want Abby ruining her life to get back at Gwen. That's kind of where I was like, like, if she wants to hate Gwen and ruin her life, as long as whatever she does doesn't get her herself in jail and away from her kids, I'm good. And I'm not done with my rant. Chad, the mayor, you bitch ass. I'm gonna say something. Anyway, he was literally on for five seconds. What exactly did he do? When he I was mean, on his... the forgiving Gwen, it was like, well, I understand. I'm trying to move forward. Fuck all oh, that. Oh, hell, I completely forgot those Fuck. scenes existed. Fuck all that. If you're my significant other 
and you know I hate them for an exact reason. It's not one of those things where it's just like, I don't know why I don't like them, but I don't like them. That bitch killed my grandmother. And you have her in my house Again. where my children sleep. Again. Talking about you forgive her. You should have saw her walk into the room and start throwing everything because I don't believe a man should hit a woman. But sh- he showed the shit, should have stopped throwing everything. I did everything like that Chad didn't quite buy it at first. Like he was like, what is this? He shouldn't let that conversation go far at all. He shouldn't have been in the house. Like he should be yeah. doing everything he can to stay away from her, regardless of the fact that that's his sister in law now. Like he should, he should cut her out completely. Because if it was me, Abigail wants that. If it was me, I would be like, "Hera, get your old ass in here and get this witch out of my house." <laughs> oh, you, you know, my note for when because that happened on Wednesday. My note for that was Harold needs to be fired. Because Gwench, no, you're not coming. Stop. Back Harold to my house. needs to be dead because Harold, <laughs> Harold and Henderson have been old for twenty years now. Literally, literally. I don't understand how they're still rocking. They, they should barely, get a retirement pension by now. <laughs> Because that's why it might keep coming to the damn house. Right? Because she should not have... No, no. Why Why was she allowed to cross the threshold? Absolutely not. Absolutely I, like, not. I just... I don't think the storyline makes sense at all. Like, I don't get why Chad will would be like, yeah, sure. Well, I, I think what they're aiming for, and I'm not quite sure if it's landing, is that like he wants Abigail to forgive Gwen because he wants Abigail to put all of this behind her so that they can actually move on. But he's not going to be a hypocrite and hold a grudge if he's telling his wife to let it go. Also, it actually comes off as Jack wants Abigail to forgive because it'll be easier for him. Well, that's and- Jack, but I was just talking about Chad in that moment. I feel like I, I feel like my biggest like holdup with this and the reason why it's been driving me so crazy is because I have yet to see Gwen do anything to attempt to atone for what it is she's done. I mean, this was the first week she actually apologized for anything. And, uh, quite right. honestly, that she apology is, doesn't go has, far. Yeah, apologies don't mean shit to me. Talk is cheap. Right? Yeah, just honestly, show. You have to show. I think at this point, what's good, uh, the only thing I can think that's going to end up being like what would be interesting is if like Abigail got sick again not not mentally sick physically sick and like Gwen had to be the one to save her and she did it to atone for what she did because that's kind of what happened with Jack and Steve like after Steve found out about what Jack did to Kayla he beat the ever-loving snot out of him and threw him off of a roof and then ended up having to like donate I think it was either a, like part of his liver or a kidney, but he ended up giving him an organ to save his life because Wait, that was his brother. Jack, Steve threw Jack off a roof, and he should have fucking died. Yeah. And I don't think, and to be honest, I think he did that for his mom. Yeah, he probably did do that for Joe. Yeah, he did that for Joe. Damn, I miss Joe. <sighs> but even my, though every male spine that came from that was <laughs> my issue is trash. there has not been a build towards. Yeah, like there's been 20. no like, there's been no Bill. movement towards yeah. like forgive. Like, why is she getting forgiven? Because she asked. Exactly, I, I'm not understanding it. And when is Marcy Miller leaving? It's got to be soon because she had her baby on March 13th, and they filmed the, all of this stuff at the end of January, early February. Okay, well, I'm ready for her to go because I'm so sick and tired. 
of everybody trying to paint Abigail as this bad person or that she's being obsessive when everything she's doing is fucking warranted. So yeah, she's also, gonna have a complete I, she's gonna I, have I, a complete breakdown with Kayla in like a week or so. So I think not this coming her? week, but next. No, not at all. But I think that's gonna be the segue to her exit. I completely because- understand Gab. Um, sorry, Abby's point of view, but also I get that. When aside, I get that her family is worried that she's gonna have a breakdown, which she will be having. So like they're trying to think of Abby as well. But, but it's not but, like it's not coming I, off that way at all. And like Dylan said the other I mean, week, crazy. But I feel like Abby would not have gotten to that dark, desperate place had anybody actually had her back with action. Exactly. Exactly. Like you yeah. said the other week, Dylan. So many criticisms, but not enough solutions. <laughs> okay. It, it, it's like, okay, you don't like what I'm doing. How are we gonna get out of there? Because. I'm just not down with their suggestion of just letting everything fly. She killed Wish my to God that he, that he she was going to inject Gwen with truth serum instead of the mind altering drug. Which I get. Like, am I crazy or what, did they not have a scene where Abby referenced still like having effects from that drug? They did, yeah. and and Chad said it too. Chad said it to Jack, and then Abby said it to Gwen. When I think when she had Gwen hostage, so it's like but, y'all want her to forgive when she's still going through it because of what this woman did, to, uh, and she's yeah no we no. And that is why I want Gwen to find a staircase immediately and fall down. The we'll talk about I've that, seen like. this dynamic. I've seen this dynamic play out with parents and siblings before, like very close to home. And the thing is, those those siblings weren't even raised apart. They were raised together, and it's like it's like you don't you don't want to stand up. You don't want to stand up to the bully too much because you don't know how they'll react. So you go out. So you try to focus on the person that's been bullied and try to get them to fix the situation. But all you're really doing is isolating that person and pushing them further away. And people, a lot of times people don't understand, like all Abigail really needs is some support and she's not getting, if she's the little bit she's getting, it's not enough. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's like everybody's making it seem as if she's the problem. Yeah. That's, she's the victim. That's how it, that's how it, it's, I don't understand it, I've, but I've seen it play out. Like quite a few times it's, i don't get it but it happens a lot and that's the sad part and what makes this worse is the fact that jack didn't even raise gwen right Th- that's like she's a stranger and, like relax that, dude like, that's <laughs> that but that's where jack's motivation is coming from because yeah. jack has jack has been gwen literally i mean the, he, the, he, the sibling that was outcast and exactly and that was a brilliant use of history like with the Jack Abby scene before Gwen, like I think it was like the day before Gwen got there, like when when he was telling her about his history with Steve, like that was an excellent use of history and an excellent way to be like, look, I lived this. I get what you're feeling, but it's not good for any of you. You've got to let this go. So in like in that one scene, I was like, okay, that makes sense. And using his history, I was like, bravo days. See, I liked it, but I also didn't because these two things were not the same. 
Exactly. Because it's like Steve did not intentionally set out to destroy Jack. No, Jack intentionally set out to just, Jack was the Gwen in the situation. Right. Steve was Abby. And their entire like whole dynamic, it wasn't pre, like even on Jack's part, like that whole thing happened because he was reacting to what he felt like Steve actually did to him. Abby never did anything to Gwen. to Gwen. Like there's no, there's absolutely nothing that she yeah. can point to as a parallel. So it's like it, I got where they were trying where they were trying to go, but it didn't quite get there for me. Well, we're gonna I'm not even gonna lift the storyline in prayer. I'm fucking <laughs> over it. I'm so <laughs> over it. You're just leaving it for dead, huh? Yeah, fuck them. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm only person I like surprisingly is Abigail, and I'm ready for her to get off my screen so she was don't have to deal with any of those bastards. Anymore. But I, I, I do have one wish before we transition. When Marcy Miller does come back from her maternity leave, can we please keep this same energy? Yes, because please. I like this. Okay. I have not liked Abigail at all since I started watching this version of Abigail. Is unless she was crazy when she was setting Ben on fire, that was fun. But this the takes me out constantly. <laughs> but this, <laughs> this, she seems confident and sure of herself, like grounded like, in like, a way she's never yeah. been. And it's 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 making me interested in her and interested in Chabby for the first time since they've gotten together. Well, okay, I'll say this. Remember that flair Kate Matsy's Abigail have had. They finally connected it with Marcy's angelic Horton side, and I love it. I, just, when she comes I hope back, it's not pregnancy symptoms. I really hope it's not. When that, she comes like, back, I was literally about to say the same thing. Like, please, please do not lose this when you are no longer pregnant. When she comes back, I want her to take that acrylic and just put on everyone's nose. I got something for every last one of you bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Loving her energy. I'm also terrified with Abigail off screen that Gwen and Chad are gonna get oh, closer. Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. That's, like, that's, what, what? that's the whole point of that little sit down. So when Abby's gone, they can get closer. Also, sorry, Dylan, go on. No, I was just saying that they're absolutely going to play the Chad is feeling abandoned and whatever and Gwen's carrying his baby and she's feeling scared and nervous and they're absolutely going to do the whole and also too they're going to end up playing the well I never got to be there when my kids were like during the pregnancy phase of you know for my kids I mean granted with with Charlotte it was his own choice because he was an ass and he walked away but but with Thomas they thought Thomas was Ben's until after he was born and then with Charlotte, Chad was too much of a dick to actually stand by his wife. So I feel like either Gwen is going to play on that or Chad is going to want to be there to support her because he didn't do that with either of his other kids. And I don't want that, but I feel like that's where it's going. And that's when they need a sore ass Thomas to raise hell up in him. Wait, even though wait. I can't, they're, they're not even that old yet. Don't even though I can't stand <laughs> Abigail's badass. Five years. Five years. Like literally, Thomas like is that. six Isn't and Charlotte is four. They can't do that yet. Still sixteen. Listen, they're gonna, they're gonna. Chad and Abby aren't even thirty. 
<laughs> you lying to me. Chad they turned 31 in March. Damn, they aged like milk. <laughs> yeah, and and Abby's going to turn 30 next year if we're basing it on when she's born. Actually, Damn, no, it's, they 20, aged it's, like milk. it's 2022 in Salem, so she'll be she'll be 30 in October. I'm over this. <laughs> next story. Uh, I'm I'm over everyone except for Abigail in that situation. Now we're going to talk about the murder and mystery from hell. I'm really liking it, and I feel like I'm the only one on the panel who is. I mean, I I I enjoyed I, the story, but it's moving in a. There's no sense of urgency. There's exactly. no. Exactly, and it's too. Oh. It's too much Nicole and Ava. I'm sorry. I, I, at this point, I'm ready for Nicole to like disappear for a while. Now hold on. Now hold on. No, we're not going to go that far. No, yes, well, no. Hopefully, we're, she's about to do something that's going to pivot her out of this, this story. No, all I'm seeing is Nicole being there, patting Ava on her back, like. Yeah, I'm her. over that. First Wait, of all, I I'm, can't even watch her scenes. I watch them, but it, like. It's basically the same scene over and over and over again. Okay, I'm going to go here. Why is Ava here? I don't know. Why is she here? Because I'm so sick of watching her. She's not going to be even scheming, bitch. She can go. I'm so tired of watching her. It, every day I'm saying, oh, I'm sorry, Rafe. I'm sorry, Trill. Oh, I'm so sorry. I got to fix you something to eat. Oh, oh, did you want- Oh my God, if she tries to make one more fucking pasta dish that is not the actual, like, no, just fucking stop it. Like, I'm Italian and it is offensive. Just, oh, stop. And, and what's killing me is, it's everything. Would you like something to eat? Like, this, this was not fucking cute with Eric and Sarah. It does not fucking work here. Let it go. Nicole walked in. Ava, what's so, wrong? That's that. Ava, what's wrong? I, I, I forgot to make Rafe something to eat. I'm so sick of her cooking. I don't know what to do. You are not I the can't. maid, Ava. I mean, like, honestly, they screwed up when they had her give up all of her mob money and all of her mob. The only thing at this point that I can even remotely hope for is that finding out who killed Charlie is going to trigger her to go back to being batshit. And it's she doesn't even have to be batshit. She just has to be a little muddy. Like, she, she let her be great. Why make her a good girl? Because it's like her being good removes all of the conflict with her and yep. Rafe. All the conflict with her and Rafe, all the conflict with her, Steve and Kayla, yeah. all the conflict with her and Trip. Like, look, it's, it's, honestly, I don't need her interacting with Steve and Kayla ever again. So I'm mm, good if they don't go down that road. Thank you very no, much. No, but their knees, like, like the the Ava we heard so much about, and that we were terrified to see walk back into Salem. Why would you strip that away from her within three weeks? The only problem she could give Rafe. villains. That's it. The like, only problem she could give Rafe is damn heartburn. I'm not <laughs> ready for her to go. I'm over. And like, can we can we just take a moment? I don't know if it's growth or like a what the hell is happening here. But how is Nicole Walker the only person that's like you should talk to the police? That's I whatever that is. I mean, it's growth, but I don't think it's growth. I mean, it's growth in the right. Are we in the upside down? That's Eric Boren ass worving off on her. Now hold on, now you watch your mouth. 
It Eric is Brady's growth, boring. but it's not growth we wanted to see. Like, oh, yay, for Nicole like, or for Ava? Boring. For Nicole. For Nicole. For Nicole. Don't, shit it, it's not I mean, growth Nicole that we has, Nicole has shown a lot of growth over the, over the years. Okay. Yeah. But it's not yeah, the but like, I enjoy. <laughs> But here's my thing. The issue when she was, was that... with Eric, she was still willing. Like she literally said this. Like when the truth about Mackenzie came out, because that's kind of where we were a year ago. She told Eric the truth, and she literally said, "Look, if you want to lie, we'll lie. It's up to you." And a year later, she's like, "Let's go to the cops." No, it's we must weird. Let's tell the uh, truth. My thing is, is growth, and I like it. Is taking me back because she's the only one being smart about right. this shit no, at this no, point. Nicole no, Walker is the moral center of this tale, y'all. And which it makes weird. sense because of her growth, but at the same time, when she's the only one, and when they're making Rafe look right, that's oh god, I want to punch Rafe in his fucking face. No, nah, like, no, nah, because when he got to reading everybody Friday, I was right along with there with him because I'm yeah, yeah but but here here's my issue. He's much more understanding about Trip than he ever was about Sammy. I like he was so. That's he because of so who Sammy is, though. Like, let's be real. But he no, knows it's not even that. I think is. it got to the point where he was so tired of having to deal with Sammy and Allie. And then no. he has to turn around to deal with Trip and Ava. I'd be like, you know what? Fuck but all he was now. way more I understanding about Trip and way more gentle about Trip than he ever was about, about Sammy. Because he's or over even it. about I think he's over one, I think he's and over he it. And Sammy two, better. I think he knows Sammy. Sammy's a mess. Sammy's always been a mess. Sammy's been a mess since they were in love. Sammy but, but is a mess. But he knows that, though. That doesn't mean you get to be a smug asshole to her. That don't, but but that it's not also, even about Sammy. It's just the fact that he's done. I'm not even going to waste my energy being smug or condescending to anybody when I'm just done with the shit. He, All he, of y'all are stupid. <laughs> All of y'all are dumb. All so of y'all sad. deserve to be in. He was so irritated. <laughs> so, listen. The thing is, for me, what I don't like, I like Rafe. He was like, all they do is lie. I don't care anymore. <laughs> I, I and that's exactly where I'm at with it now. I personally like Rafe. I don't mind him. But something that threw me off was like the, like there's some constant praise he always has to get from characters. And the scene. And they're was, doing the same thing with Trip too. Yeah, and it's like. Are. Yeah, it's, and I need them to stop because I don't hate Trip, this, but they, they're overdoing it. Trip is trip is good with Henry, okay? So what? Who cares? No, okay, okay, if we're going to go there, can we please... I, I don't know who needs to hear this, but can we please stop acting like Trip is the only male figure that is available? Please! Lucas is right fucking there! Lucas is right there. there, Roman is there, Brady no is there, sense. Philip well, is there. Like, loving a child isn't... <laughs> <laughs> Like shit, it ain't hard right now. All he do is spit up and eat. Yeah, like <laughs> loving a child. Everyone can love a child. Is Trip the only man in Salem? What What happened? I'm over Trip. Period. Mainly I mean, because... I, I do, and I do like Trip and Allie. Like, I do kind of find yeah. their scenes cute. But I'm ready the... for the third party in that storyline. Trying to figure out who the fuck that third party is going to be. I... That's a good question because I don't know. Because I do not like Allie and Trip at all. It's weird. And it comes up again where Ron has written a couple into a consent issue corner. And I just don't like it. It it gives me the PBGBs. Elaborate with that. Because of the history with Trip and because she believed that Trip raped her and then to try to pivot them into an actual romantic couple, it's just icky and weird. Well, the thing is, that was. 
you could tell when he showed up that was the plan from the beginning the fact that they inserted a rape storyline into that i'm not sure why i'm okay with them with them having chemistry me I just too think this, but the issue ron's biggest issue right now outside of his stories about consent is he does not understand nuance this they like ali and trip were making google eyes at each other before charlie's body was even cold like he they they should have been like at the opposite ends he should have seen ali in passing he should have stayed away from her just to avoid the mess and then you start like you could have given it at least three months of breathing room and he didn't it just it was too messy and now people the story already left a bad taste in people's mouth now we're just here i personally it's just weird like Ron has changed the entire story as he has gone along. Yeah. Like, I don't think he, like, Charlie was supposed to be. The no, rapist. that's, no, he was. Ron said it in an interview, so did Mike. Ron, well, I, I like hell too. But it, like, I feel like <laughs> it still comes across yeah, as they shit, shifted. Like, mm, because mm, when, when they hired Mike, he was always meant to be short term as Charlie. Now, Mike didn't okay. know he was the rapist, but. I think they wrote was, that in. Okay, then that's not then they, they you can think that but that's not of, like, actually what they did a terrible job building towards it being like uh, um, the, the, the story was handled badly that's really the issue uh-huh. yeah. my thing is from both angles as a man if someone falsely accused me of raping them and fathering their child and I was acquitted of such, I would want nothing. That, There's no hard feelings. I would want nothing to do with you at all. That's, that's, a, that's it right there. I agree with you there. And as a woman, even though it's been found out that that man did not rape you, that is still something very traumatic. You thought for months that that man raped you and fathered your child. That is very triggering to even be around him. So, I, again, Ron has written another couple into a consent issue or rape issue when it didn't have to be this way. And it's, it's weird to me because people are like, oh, well, she knows that he's innocent. That's great. But um, if you've ever gone through any sort of therapy or counseling or, you know, you have any sort of you know, PTSD, where you have to deal with triggers, you know that triggers are not logical. So she can know logically, at, you know, all day, every day, and four times on Sunday, that that's not the man that attacked her. That in and of itself is not going to manage her triggers. That is not going to erase the fact that she has spent months being triggered by this person, having flashbacks and associating them with him. That is not going to undo, suddenly undo all of that. Exactly. It's just, and, it's and, just messy and it never needed to be. And, and also, see, oh, wait, like, one sec. And see, this is why I'm glad we finally brought Nick onto here. Because as a man, do you understand where I'm, where I'm coming from? Oh, I 100% get it. Like, it's even if you did ha- have an attraction to that person, yeah. it's something that would terrify you to even be associated with something like that. And knowing you didn't do it, you would run for the hills. I don't care if that is your nephew. Exactly. You, would, you would do your best, like, if, if y'all end up at a family gathering together, hi, bye, good to see you. It's, it's, it's over. Like there's, they're not, 
they're not leaning into what the situation yeah, there's actually no residency was whatsoever on, for on either part. of them because as a man the worst thing I think there's can, more hesitancy um, on her part than his uh, also, the worst like, thing it's not you enough a man of is being a rapist honestly if somebody accused me of killing somebody right now i'd be like well hell i didn't know i would do it but i'd be like okay sure whatever <laughs> but if you accuse me of rape and that's that's boy, the thing it's, it's certain certain accusations don't certain accusations don't go away. That's one of those accusations that does not do just not go, go away. Even if you were acquitted, that will always be stuck to your it's name. Always going to follow you. So to see Trip just going about it and carrying on with this woman, it just doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't feel right to me. It gives me the heebie-jeebies. Aria, I know I've been trying to get this out for a minute, but you can go ahead. Though. Here's the thing: I don't, I don't hate Trip. I don't enjoy tribunality i feel like if she if they were to become a uh, pairing she would become irrelevant in that pairing and i don't want that to happen but also trip has been an asshole towards ally and like that is completely overlooked and i don't i don't want this at all for ally I wonder if they're actually going to play up those beats, Dylan, that you mentioned about the triggers, when they actually start to get physical, like when they go in for a kiss or something, um, like maybe she gets triggered at that point, because even like going back to when they did Trip and Sierra, like they were fine for the longest time. And it wasn't until they started talking about possibly having sex again, that her rape started triggering her. So what if she thinks she's okay? But then when she and Trip either go to kiss or go to have sex, that's when she gets triggered again. I could see that. And the thing with that would be, like like I said, she spent all of these months associating her triggers with this guy. So even though logically she knows, okay, he was innocent, triggers are not logical. There's, there's no logic there. Because they haven't really touched or done it. Like there's been looks and conversations, but they haven't really hugged. They haven't held hands. Like there hasn't been a moment where like if he physically went to touch her where she would be triggered. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. But also on the other hand, this is also the show that cured Chad's brainwashing in 24 hours with drive-by therapy. So I'm also not expecting them to go down that road because they don't treat therapy. They're very like hit or miss on how they treat therapy on this show. So like her one hypnosis with Marlena could very easily be the cure-all. As unrealistic as that is, I would not be surprised if they went down that road, but I hope they go down the first road and actually have her be triggered and play those beats the moments that she and Trip get closer. Like I, I, I'm from, like I love mess, that's just me. I like mess on TV. I'm, the issue with days is they can make a mess. They just don't know how to clean it up. Yeah. They they did all of this and the story was cringeworthy. It was triggering for a lot of people. Okay. If you wanted to do Trip and Alley, it should have taken a year, two years max. They should have gone their if separate ever. way. If ever. You, they should have gone their separate ways, moving on with their, with their lives with other people. And then you come back around to this six months a year down the line it doesn't need to be now right and also can we just point out because i and it kind of touches on something aria said when she was 
you know, pointing out Tripp's behavior. But I would also like to bring us back to when they announced the whole rape story and they announced that Allie was going to name Tripp as her rapist. The majority of the reaction online was, dang, I knew Tripp was trash, but I didn't think he was rapist trash. That was my reaction too. And even like, no, I'm not even, I'm not even going to lie. Cause even when, I, and it wasn't until I read the soap opera digest article where I was like, okay, maybe he really didn't do it. Cause it was like reading the article, you could see that like she didn't fully remember. So I was like, okay, there's definitely an out there. Cause it didn't make sense to me that the trip who want, like I, as much of an asshole as trip is, and we all know he's an asshole. I just, after what Sierra went through and knowing that Sierra's trauma is what broke them up, basically, I just didn't see him turning around and, 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 and putting that trauma on another person. But see, my, my point is, though, like now, the way that they're playing Trip on screen, he is the best thing that ever lived. Everybody yeah. oh, Trip is and wonderful. This- Trip is great. Trip is fantastic. That's always this been the narrative so with Trip, though. Like, this is the same guy that when you said, you know, Ali was going to accuse him our reaction was oh he's trash everyone like well that makes sense like everyone like no one's immediately didn't believe it right and even as someone who likes strip when it was announced i'm like oh well his mother is who she is and he was raised in an abusive home it makes a lot of sense but the thing is it's like you want us to do this 180 on uh, and and see him as someone they've never presented him as. Yeah, and they've never done any character work to get him to this. That's the problem. But my thing is, like Tony was trying to say, they've been doing this all the while, though. Even right after he tried to kill Kayla, they tried to paint yep. Trip. Yeah. And even, Bro. like, taking like taking it back to, like, right before Ben and Sierra's first kiss, like, when she was telling Ben, I shouldn't be with you. Trip is the good guy. Trip is the upstanding guy. Trip is the guy that my family would accept. And you're, you know, my family, you know, they, they've been painting Trip as this good, upstanding guy for years. And he's never really done anything to deserve it, but it's still the narrative that they go with. It's wish- annoying. But we, we know now that he didn't kill... Charlie and I I called that like because literally the only thing that we've been flashing back to is him banging on the door so I knew that he never actually went in and that Charlie was already shot at that point and that Ava would assume that it was him obviously because he saw him coming out I did not see the whole trip assuming that Ava did it Ava assuming that trip did it like I did not see that redux coming because they just did that with Allie and Sammy. So I did not see that coming. But I also was like, that's interesting. It, it, the thing that's taken me out of this story is, is so many damn suspects. I, I don't mind that. I think it's logical to have a lot of suspects, but it's not playing, like the story is not suspenseful. Like, it's not mysterious who did it. Like it's well, it has no. It origin. is though because we don't know. Don't see yeah, my it issue. Is, but it could be done much better. Like there is no urgency. My issue is, it's too many fucking suspects for me. I, I don't know maybe because I'm a big murder she wrote watcher, and usually there's only like two, three, four suspects. But now we have Sammy, Alice, Alice, Sammy, <laughs> Allie, <laughs> Lucas. Shit, it might have been Alice. 
John. But I like the fact that half the cast is like that this is an umbrella story that involves half the cast. It would be different if it was faster, but now we have to go through every week going down each suspect. Literally, like his murderer is going to be revealed on the 19th, so we don't have that much longer to go. And he literally died on February 25th. His murderer is being revealed on April 19th. It hasn't even been two months. So, like everybody who's saying that this is going too fast, kind of it's not going fast at all. It's it's not or that it's going too slow, like it's been not even two months. It's both, in my opinion. Yeah, you know, I think I'm sorry, Ariette. No, it's okay. Um, do you want to go ahead or should I? Yeah, I was going to say, I think the problem is the way that it's being presented. So the it's pacing. it's dragging at the same time it's speeding through things Yeah, because we go for days without seeing anything related to it. And then we'll get like a little piece here and then we get a break and then we get another little, it, it feels like it's a C story when it needs to be an A story. Yeah. Exactly. But see, remember, it, oh, I'm sorry. No. Do you want? To... Okay, I'll go ahead just quickly. Like, remember the ser- Salem serial killer storyline? They had a lot of suspects back in like 2003, like a lot of suspects, and they had a lot of action and suspense and all that. And I'm not seeing any of it. This is basically another storyline that's playing out on screen, and I don't like it. Like, I'm invested in this story, but it's. I'm not getting any reason to be invested. Mm-hmm. Uh, aside from it being like centered on John and Malena's blended family and them being suspects, but I'm not getting that that uh, like mysterious feeling about it. It's just like oh, another day in Salem. It, it feels it feels like humdrum. It doesn't. There's no excitement behind yeah, it. Yeah, I feel exactly. like it's the same issues I had with the kidnapping, but the, the kidnapping actually had more action so yeah far. it did but it, i feel the same way about it the pacing and the islanded parts of it it it, it just doesn't gel well i mean and then because of the pacing it took us two to three weeks to for sammy to say she didn't do it and she got acquitted for it but she we already the- knew that you know what i mean yeah, because I, I called how that they were how they were going to exonerate Sammy, like I think a month before it, like before two it weeks before it actually aired. Because yeah, like did. I remember when you said it. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, once once she explained how the gunshot residue to, happened, I was like, okay, so the only thing that's going to clear her now is the fact that the time of death happened when she was on her way to Italy, and that's exactly what cleared her. Exactly, it, it is taking too long when it really isn't the pacing is just off and it makes everyone go out of it for me if you're going to pace it like this you should have had three to four suspects but you having six seven suspects and you're basically clearing but three to four suspects and it taking this long the story would like and three to four suspects and it and wouldn't like it, it, the pacing would still be off because then we'd be sitting here and be saying like there's only three people you're suspecting and it's taking us this long to get here like they, i f- they shit the bed with this one i'm just gonna call it like i see it i don't agree this, uh, them having this many like- suspects is not of the ordinary like the salem serial killer storyline had like six or seven suspects yeah, but yeah. at least clear- so 
I feel it's like not- another thing is I don't know if it's I don't know if it's because of COVID or what, but we're missing interactions with the story that we should be having. And I feel like that would help it play better because yeah. it's like Sammy was basically in a in J like Sammy basically only interacted with Rafe and Lucas in like a drive by with Allie for and, me. A cu- and a couple scenes with Belle. And oh yeah. 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 See, I forgot that. <laughs> it's like, like she spent a month in there. Yeah. And, and it's only been three days in Salem. That's the crazy yeah, thing. It's been a month. It's been a month on air, but it's literally been like three days in Salem. Bro, you know I can't keep Oh up. my god. That's that's <laughs> what y'all have me for. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's like I'm used. We're used to that, but like that's insane. On. I'm sorry. It's it's been three days since February to April. <laughs> that's a that they gotta fix that. They have Valent. Okay. Listen, Valentine's Day 2004 went from like February to fucking St. Patrick's Day, and then it was magically St. Patrick's Day. One day literally lasted a month. Like it, this is typical Jer storyline type of dragging. Okay. So I'm used to it. This is not like shocking, but. Nothing, nothing has happened. It, it's like everyone. It's. I I feel like if we could get more, like I I I, I would like to see like some. You know, that. Sammy and Ava Sparks. I want to see. Oh, that'd be fun. You know, like. I, what would be the point of that? Now Ava's a good girl. <laughs> Can we talk about give some one thing? Give me some. You know, I. I just I I feel like there's stuff that they could have done to make this a little more interesting. I will say I do appreciate that when the story is featured as much as I would love to see it featured more. I do appreciate that when they do feature it, it takes up about 75% of the actual episode. Yeah. So at least when it's on, it moves because it could not be on. And then when it is on, we only get five minutes of screen time. So we don't get any movement. At least every time it's on, it moves. You know what I would have liked for this? I would have liked for them to handle this like it was one of those, you know, old school GH Guza sweeps stories. Yeah. Or kind of like how they like maybe did like the cruise of deception like we yeah, only focus uh, yes. on the one story for like three weeks yes give me that and then give me you know because imagine how in-depth they could have gone with that and like all the different interactions we could now you know good and well them chabby fans would have raided the damn studio <laughs> i want to ask you guys something um Fans i want to pivot back to the story and what played out i think on friday who do you guys th- think the suspect is? I don't give a fuck. Anymore. It's Belle. Yeah, it's Belle. It's, her it's Belle. I actually... Her, bu- th- her button is no, in not a suspect. I mean, the murder. Who's the killer? Yeah. Well, I still think I it's John. It. I, I still think I'm it's John. I'm starting to tell you why at this point. Just... I'm starting to think there was something John said. I don't remember specifically, but... but the get away with murder thing with Jan? Yeah. I don't think it's Jan because we saw Jan wake up from her coma. I... It's John Spears. No, but like I mean, I I know. <laughs> Listen, the I'm actually is... starting to suspect Jan Spears. That would be such th- a cop out, though. I don't think it's Jan. I think honestly, I think it might. I do not think it's Jan. I think it's going to be somebody we're not expecting because I think like but Jan, Jan is someone we're not really expecting. I mean, <laughs> you're predicting it, so I. I mean, the, I mean, the people have said it, so it's. It, but I, it d- doesn't make any sense to me because 
I like they called Sean Sean and Belle the minute they knew that Jan was waking up. So I feel like if she but something mist- about the the doctors came off as sketchy to me. Like I don't know what uh, that but might I'm just be the actor because he's played sketchy in other things too. Okay, I'm not like I'm not entirely convinced that Jan has been in the coma the entire time. Like something. I, I mean, I, not- I, I I wouldn't put it past it because I mean. Vivian right pretended. Now, my, my two suspects are Jan and John. Okay, so my all three su- suspects. Tony? Mine are actually John and Belle. I actually think Belle might have been the one to do it. Because we're focusing on her right before John goes under hypnosis and then the reveal is going to be Monday. Like, it's either going to be John or Belle for me. Okay, Dylan? I think it's John, but I also think that he saw Belle. Yeah, I and I think the fact that uh, Rafe is about to question Bell is probably going to be what pushes John to want to be hypnotized to remember because he's not going to let his baby girl go down for murder. And can we like can we pivot to the John? The but I haven't asked everyone. Oh, I thought you did. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. I, still, I still think it's John. Go ahead. <laughs> well, y- I, y'all know who my suspect is. Don. <laughs> yeah, it might be her too. Huh? Alice Horton. <laughs> He's saying Don Craig, which like like I told you on Twitter, if Jed Allen weren't dead, I wouldn't actually put it past them to do something crazy like that. It was Don Craig, everyone. Or Calliope. Um I'm <laughs> ask your question. I'm over this story, if y'all can't tell, I'm really over it. I, I, like I just wanted to pivot to the John, like the John Jan Bell stuff and like the, the family argument they, they, they had in the middle of the hospital. <laughs> like, that was so good. Wait a that second, was... though. Marlene. Marlene is on his like, Not here. We can all get to the pub. <laughs> <laughs> World War Three at my place of business. No, but let's go bother my ex-husband. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. I enjoyed that. Like, when John it, just said, funny. I'll lie. It's funny I'll lie. Because oh, Marlena was like, was whatever. Horrified. Marlena was like, whatever when Ben, Sierra, and Claire were arguing. But Finally. Like, <laughs> but when it was like her daughter and like her husband, she was Marlena? like, no, shut up. Right. <laughs> they she's, like, not- she's like, my family is not about to show their ass. And they're exactly. my <laughs> I think Marlena's at a place of, yeah, I'll help you, Ben, but I'm really tired of fully investing myself in this bullshit. So <laughs> she was I'll standing there, you. like, whatever. Marlena okay. said, y'all are not finna embarrass me at work. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I loved it. I loved um, it. And I loved how annoyed. Like there was there was a scene when like John at the pub when John and Marlena were talking and like John was John was talking about how he believes like he's guilty and like Marlena was so frustrated she literally was like oh my god you're like stop <laughs> Marlena like, really has been getting John's ass this year <laughs> it's, and it's amazing because we never get to see them like this I think Marlena's just fed up look he is tired his, listen his brain aneurysm mess some stuff up. She's just trying to keep that motherfucker in line. Now here's <laughs> only here's someone a, to do that for Claire. And I <laughs> love too going back to like the like the I love how supportive Sean and Belle are of each other. Like they're understandably freaked out that Jan is awake, but like Sean knows that his wife is a badass lawyer and 
Belle knows that her husband is a badass cop and that together they're going to take her like take her down and like as a shell fan I was just like oh my god my babies are finally happy and stable and it took us 16 years to get to this place I'm so damn happy because like this is the most stable that they have been since Jason and Kirsten that's true because they've had so much angst like after Kirsten left and like yeah because literally the beginning of the end ironically for Sean and Belle was when he proposed on that hospital roof because that was when she confessed because that was when she confessed to lying about being her mom's alibi that night so then everything spiraled at it because then that's when they broke up and then that's when he left that's when the love cage happened and then we ended up in the shell fell triangle from hell that refused to end (laughs) (laughs) and then like she me happened and then it's been like a decade of angst for shell up until like a few years ago even yeah like literally like and like so, when they came back in 2019 to to help claire when everything happened with claire that they were st- solid at that point and then everything up to like with every subsequent return, it's been better and better. And just actually getting to see them being a united front against Jan has been everything because they've never gotten to battle her together. Well, I'm going to say this and then we're going to pivot. I never did like Kristen and Jason's portrayal of Belle and Mm. Calling, calling it, calling into your, uh, calling into question your, your taste there, but all right, sure. It was too kitty. I hated no, that. No, but I, they were like, listen, listen, I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> <laughs> they were kids. And, and, that's like when people read YA and are like, oh, these characters read young. They're well, they're young, right? No, Believe you, young adults. I was eighteen. I was doing more than what they were doing. So, <laughs> I loved. I loved everything. Everybody's not euphoria. Right. The thing is, though, I kind of get what Michael is going. Like every single version of Shell has been amazing. I've loved them all, but the writing for Classic Shell back in like I'd say 2003 and four, they were written written as teenagers, but they were actually like, old as hell. No, 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 no. <laughs> they were young adults. They were they were had been like sorest a bit to 20, 21, and the way they were writing them, it was like eh. They were still it, it really immature. I mean, when Sammy was 16, she was, well, we know what, 17. Sammy, was, we know what Sammy was doing. Exactly. Everybody I'm watching can. it now. Which everybody is why, can't like, do that. Which is why every, like, everybody complaining about the young adults in Salem currently not having jobs or anything makes Sammy so much sense. She was 30. No, but. <laughs> but the thing is, though, like, Belle had a job at like her young age. Mimi had two jobs. She was like, broke. That's why. That, yeah, but still, she had two jobs. Because she was broke. And Believe Rex, me, if she had money, she would Rex had a job. Sean didn't. It made sense for the characters to have jobs or not. Like, and currently, the young adults, except for maybe Chanel, because she's actually kind of, sort of trying to work. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, at 17, Sammy was, like, wrecking 
everything. Yeah, like there, there was a reason for like there was a storyline for why she was doing this or that. Like, when Ka- Carrie's had more story. interesting things going on when she was a teenager. So when Belle and Sean came along, I was like, why is no, Belle and Sean and did nothing. have like they had interesting compared to the young adults? Today. No. I'm not counting that shitty Ruby story. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I kind of I love tropical. T- you will you will not besmirch tropical temptation on this podcast. It will not happen. I was happy when I heard the helicopter crash. I was like, yes, finally. But no, they ended up being alive. I, the whole time I was just thinking, why is Xenon on my screen doing absolutely nothing? No, that's for that's for the '90s babies out here. Y'all know who Xenon is. Anyway. Yes, my favorite. <laughs> Let's go on to the last story of the week. The one like, I've been dying to talk about. <laughs> Lucas and Sammy hit the sheets. Luby! Our ship has set sail. Listen, and can I just say, like, in my classic days binge, I just got to the photo lab, like, yesterday. And the parallel to the conversation they had in the photo lab to the conversation they had right before they kissed on Friday, it is literally almost exactly the same. And I about lost my shit. I th- did I send it to the group chat? You did. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I had an issue with it, y'all. And it wasn't the fault of the writers. It wasn't the fault of the actors. COVID shot us in the foot, y'all. Because the way I wanted it to go, I wanted this to last about two, three days of angst, angst, angst. This is not 1990. Like, we don't live in the 90s anymore. Like, that shit like that isn't going to take that long. And it's an, I think it's an unrealistic expectation to expect it to. It would have lasted two months and then they slept together. I just want two to three days. That's it. It's all but up. you want to sp- uh, build up towards like them sleeping together or where? Yes. But what, honestly, what I mean, she though, she was in jail until that moment. And so it went like, and the conversation happened organically. Like yeah, it I mean, wasn't it, random. I feel like we could have played Brian Detello some more and had him going up against Rafe because the whole thing that he was having with Rafe was kind of passive. Give me something where Luga's like, I know that Sammy didn't do this. I know who Sammy is. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Something it like could that. Have been a nice beat then... to play into, but like to yeah. me, Lumi's Lumi is the kind of couple that you don't need to build. Like, exactly, have, their history is their yeah, build up. I mean, yeah, but at the same time, they haven't been together in sixteen years. It's. No, I no, mean, it ain't been that long, has it? It ain't been that long. Like they it. were the last time they were like, together was 2012. It's been yeah, nine years. I was years. gonna say that. Uh, okay, so I, so I like, add nine more years to it. It felt like nine more years to it, but it's yeah. Again, but the thing is, like with Lumi, I don't think like the buildup is the history. They're like they're playing off of that, and it makes sense for Luke and Sammy to turn um, to each other in times of need. It, 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 I mean, it's not like I'm bashing it because I liked it, but at the same time, it was like you could have gave me more. And you like you liked it, like, but yet <laughs> you're still like it. Just it feels like you want more, so you're it's taking it's taking away from the thing that you liked, and it's not even like you can fully enjoy it. That's how I feel about it. 
it's like I enjoyed it, but at the same time, I was like, I know it could have been better than what I saw. That, that's my issue. It, it, I'm not even, because if this was the 90s, it would have been two to three months of angst, and then boom, they sleep together. Yeah. I don't even want that. Give me two to three days. Yeah. I know we don't got the budget. We don't have the time anymore. Well, give me you two. don't have the budget or the time, so you're literally asking for things the show cannot give you. So under the circumstances uh, of how finish. the show is... Damn, Tony. <laughs> Sorry. Give me two to three days. Two to three business days. That's all I want. I know we don't have the budget for two, three month affairs anymore. Do the bare minimum. Actually, Just give me the bare minimum. That's all to... I ask. You don't need a budget to build to something. Just good writing. Like, I'm, I'm watching, or I was watching, like, the early, early days. Like, the beginning of days. And they barely had a budget. They had good writing. And, and my thing so is, all, all it like, takes is good writing to like tell a story. You don't need like, a budget. Well, John and Marlena's affair, I know this is probably not a good example because they had two to three months of build up. But those last couple of days before they slept with each other on the plane, hot and heavy. If you could have gave me that in two to three days. I wouldn't have been complaining. But also, Sammy's an impulsive character. So, like, her impulsively, like, Luke, like, just based on, on the story, like, just based on the scenes and what she was saying, like, EJ hasn't been loving to her and, and nice to her in, like, months, years, whatever. And then, like, but Sammy as a character is impulsive. So it would make sense that the like that she would fall into that without there being the buildup that you're asking for because that's not really who Sammy is. Sammy's not a wait kind of girl. If she's feeling something, she's going to go for it in the moment. Well, I mean, what you're saying is making sense, but it, it's like it was a major jump from she was in jail, Lucas is more like a best friend to her to boom, they're hitting the sheets. It could have been Lucas going up for Sammy while she was in prison with Ray saying, I know Sammy, I know she wouldn't do this. She's not this stupid. The one moment in the scenes for me was like when they were talking and she's like, you're Lucas, you're different. I was like, oh my God, I exactly. love Exactly, it came so off much. as like a best friend vibe and they're saying, you know, you're ripping off clothes. If you would have built it to something being romantic, it would have made sense. I mean, I don't really care because I'm just glad they're sleeping with each other again. But I'm just saying. Actually, upset that we're not getting a long, long love scene. Sadly. I don't think I, I don't think Allie wanted to do one. That was the that was the gist because I read something in Soap Opera Digest where like Brian okay. Brian thought he actually was gonna have to do that like because he was getting ready and Allie's like, don't worry, those days are long gone. <laughs> so I don't I don't think Allie wanted to do that. That was the impression okay, that, that I got. Sense. Well, she can fucking leave them. <laughs> well, well, damn. I'm 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 so over these damn actors. And actors. But in the in the time of COVID, you do you do what you're comfortable with. But yeah, yeah I get that, but at the same time, that came off as you're not doing them regardless of if COVID was a thing. And I'm so sick of these actors and actresses having these fucking preferences when we, when they get a check, I'm over it. Anyway. Like, I'm the thing the is, like, we've gotten <laughs> so many Jake and Kate love scenes, 
that. Well, well, let's be honest. Those are real love scenes. We haven't touched upon a few other scenes this week. We haven't talked about. Are we done with this conversation about Lumi? Well, here's the thing. You said Jack and Kate love scenes. Those aren't real love scenes. They kiss and then they go off to the bed curtains. Okay, bed scenes. But they're still they've still been in bed more than like those couples who are happily married, like John and Marlena, Steve and Kayla, Eli and Lonnie, Sean and Belle. We haven't seen Sean and Belle haven't even had a honeymoon or wedding. Yeah, we've got no love scenes at all. And it annoys me. The closest we got was that um, last last reunion. (sighs) Yeah, like give like just give me something anything even if it's just a wake them waking up in bed and he brings her breakfast in bed like oh, i don't like, like something into, like we have we have like four stable happily married couples on screen like give them some it doesn't have to be bed scenes give them some romance like or some dancing like slow dance come on days you don't need a budget <laughs> Well, for dancing, they do for the music. Yeah, unless y'all want to hear Claire moaning again. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) That's the end of our week. Wait, no, it's not. We We forgot something. Two two things, actually. Philip and Gabby, Jake, Kate. And then also Eli and Lonnie accepting the check. Both of those, so y'all can handle it. Okay, which one do we start with? I'll, let's jump into Alani because we didn't we didn't really discuss that, but I really did enjoy the conversation that they had about wanting to accept the check. I actually and, like I I thought it was like relatable, and then it was it, it was out, it, pre, it played out really well. I really need though some more movement in their story, but I'm enjoying the these like quiet times happy times with Ilani I love the realistic beats with them and they're like the only couple in recent memory that have actually gotten the full realistic beats and I it's not something we ever see much on soaps so I'm really enjoying it what about you guys Dylan I like um I actually I was like I love that Eli is making so much sense here. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it would have been, you know, it'd have been one thing if Paulina was like offering to buy the twins an island or something. But Seriously though, can she buy them an island? <laughs> she could. <laughs> but you know, she's, she's not like, this is not like a whole, her trying to throw them a super sweet 16 party. You know what I mean? This is their education. She is making an investment in their education. And that's a very, not only is that a very generous gift, that's a very practical gift. So I I really, uh, you you sit down as adults and you set some boundaries and then you go cash your check. Yeah. Like (laughs) this this is not the dilemma that, and I feel like, I feel like Eli also made a point when he said, that it sounded like Tamara was a little too proud to let Lonnie keep gifts from some, Paulina, yeah. Except gifts from Paulina. Because it's like, look, I'm I'm going to be really, really honest. Um I am super spoiled. My girls are super spoiled. 
there's nothing wrong with spoiling your children. There is everything wrong with giving them a sense of entitlement. My kids know that the things that I give them are things that I give them because I want them to have them. I, I want them to enjoy them, but they are not entitled to them. My, my kids have to do things like volunteer work. They go to homeless shelters. Both of my girls have jobs. You can spoil your children and then still give them a work ethic, still give them a sense of purpose and not give them, you know, a sense of entitlement. Your kids don't have to turn into little Chanel's just because you There do. we go. I was waiting for someone to break that up. <laughs> That's where I thought Lonnie's uh, hesitation was coming from, honestly. Actually, I, I've i always had a sense of Lonnie being like, she doesn't... She doesn't like asking for help. Yeah, exactly. She doesn't accept like... Ha- what she feels like handouts from people and she said it like that's the vibe i've get been getting from lonnie like for the last four years she likes to do things on her own and that goes all the way back to the um her withdrawals when she didn't uh, want to tell anybody about that yeah so it's this hesitation is really in character for lonnie and now that we got the story like about Tamara and like Paulina and why why she sent them back and all that it makes sense to me why Lonnie has been hesitant and refuses getting help from others so this conversation was like it made sense from her point of view I liked it it was it was just nice to see them doing things all of them at once like Eli and Lonnie seeing Theo and Chanel telling them oh well that's my cousin that's my, oh my brother. God. that's my cousin wait are we related no we have different moms it's been and like that's the first that's the first time I think that I can remember that that kind of scene has happened on days and I'm surprised it hasn't happened sooner because the family trees are so intertwined and yeah. it was covered about the look that Lonnie gave Abe and Paulina when she came in. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the hell? It's funny, though. You know, you know who's enjoying this? Yes, He's enjoying this mess way too much. I think he's just relieved it's not his family right now. Exactly. Right? He knows how dramatic and messy his family is. enjoys watching Jack and Harry work honestly so like whenever they're in scenes with Paulina like they all have ridiculous smiles on their faces because she's just so awesome yeah like the the scene at the Horton Times Square this wasn't with Paulina but when uh, when Chanel was like, thanks a lot, cuz, or whatever she, <laughs> she said. Thanks yeah, a lot, exactly cuz. what she said. She ran him off, and Eli was like, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I liked about this story? Uh-oh, what? Oh, you, you mean <laughs> you actually like, paid what? attention enough to it? Okay. You're going to say you something shady, but go ahead. Huh? Oh, Lord. That I learned how to roll a backwood while it was playing on my <laughs> whatever. It was I'm, they it was the shit out of me, y'all. I've okay. tried. I've tried. Have you though? I, I really have. I've tried, but they bore the shit out of me. So I've given it up. feels like they've bored the shit out of you since the start of the podcast, and it hasn't and really have. changed. They have, and I've tried, and I really have, but they bore the living hell out of me. That's okay though. Like 
Everybody doesn't it doesn't enjoy everything. It's cool. We're not gonna hold it against you. I enjoyed it. It was just nice to see black people doing shit. Yeah, that's once. the only reason I like them. And I hate that it's that way, but I'm just glad to have black folks on the screen. But if only they were doing something that how do we feel about Paulina and Abe? I'm okay Nay. with that. I'm I haven't okay made with up that. my mind yet. I like their dynamic. I don't know how serious I want it to get. I love their back and forth though. James and Jack A work really, they really, really well together. And, and I love how much she loves him. Like in all of Jack A's interviews, like all she does is praise him and it's the best thing in the world. I think the issue is for me personally, I like them together. But when you have magic between Abe and Lexi, you really can't cap- capture that yeah. love and chemistry anymore. And you know what? I got to give James Reynolds credit because there were four Lexis, four or five, and he had chemistry with all of them. All of them, exactly. The man has been so underrated for such a long time. I'm just—it's criminal. I'm getting his flowers now, but it's like. It, it was nice seeing him with Val. It was nice seeing him with Maxine. And it's nice seeing him with Paulina. But in the back of my mind, it always goes back to... She's not Lexi. Not Lexi. And I hate that we lost Renee Jones. Yeah. Due to... Wasting her. Yeah. If they were writing for her, she would probably still be here. Let's call a spade. Yeah, she would have. When she left, it was kind of like, well, I'm surprised that James Reynolds has stayed around as long as he did because they core. No, I know he is, and I love him for it. But like for years, they did not give Abe the material they should have, and then they did, and he got an Emmy for it. And even after that, that, they didn't do anything. Yep, so it's like Renee Jones reminds me a lot of Greg Vine when she left. I couldn't blame her because what were they doing with Lexi? They weren't doing anything like the mo- the meatiest material she- Lexi ever had was um, the baby switch stuff and going evil. And then learning Theo's- that Stefano was her father. Oh, I haven't gotten there yet. So I can't Wait, judge she that. There. She was- Theo's autism. Theo's autism. And then her death. Yep. Wasn't like- also like a the Salem serial killing, like oh, oh yeah, he was yeah. The when victims, yeah. when he he was the first victim. Well, technically, Bo and Hope were the first victim because it yeah. went back to the fashion show. But like the first victim to actually die was Abe, and Renee Jones was so good in those death scenes. My God, those like those screams still haunt me. But, but you have like, to think yeah, about it. She hasn't gotten consistent, consistent, no. consistent work. Just about yeah, exactly. she got a story so like it. every four or five years. She got a story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was always versions of the same story. Yeah. Because, like, you had the pacifier story, which then turned into Does She Have Feelings for Jonah? Oh, that was such a good story. It was. And then it went it nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, everything was chill for a while. Then she finds out she's a Demera, which I haven't gotten there yet, but I'm excited to see that when I oh, do baby. get there. Mm-hmm. And then once she finds out she's a Demera, th- there was a story lull again until the baby switch. Then after the baby switch, there was a story lull for like a year until, well, not really, because then she had Theo, but then then you had the Salem serial killer, then her affair with Tech, and then after her affair with Tech came out, they literally did nothing with her for like two years, then they did Theo's autism, and then it was four years before they gave her a story, and then they killed her. But back to what we were saying, it, I, I don't mind Abe and Paulina, but 
deep down in my heart is always going to be it's not Lexi. That's that's understandable. I don't think you will ever get no, you will ever get over that, and that's understandable. Like, and no, it, it, I'm a firm believer, and people can find somebody else on the soap. I'm a firm believer of that, and I have no problem with him getting with somebody else. But anyone understand who watched Abe and Lexi? Just be like, okay, I like them together, but it still doesn't have the chemistry and the good feelings of Abe and Lexi. I think. Go ahead. Who's gonna talk? I was gonna say like I haven't really been. I enjoy them in scenes, but I'm not entirely like shipping Abe and Paulina. I'm not too sure yet because Paulina has a larger than life personality, and Abe is like the opposite. I think that's why I like them. Yeah, she she kind of like challenges Abe and. It works because when I was when I started watching, they weren't doing anything with Abe and Lexi at all. It's a similar dynamic to Abe and Sheila, and I kind of like it. Yeah, I, if I mean, Abe, if Sheila was older, that could have worked long term, but she just wasn't. I didn't want to see that. I'm waiting to see more because I haven't seen enough, but I enjoyed them in scenes together. Curious to see how far they're going to go with this remaking of the town square. You know what I was I think they're going far because, sorry, Dylan. No, I was saying when she gave her pick, when she gave her pitch, I was like, oh my God, Gabby, if you hadn't screwed with the family, you'd be in. (laughs) Yes. But here's the thing, though. I actually think they're going far because of Sal's wardrobe. I actually think it's for some type of relaunch or all of that happening. Yeah, I'm wondering if that big event in May that we know is coming where shit goes down, I wonder if it's the relaunch of whatever, like, I don't even know what to call Paulina's project, but I wonder if that's, like, it's the relaunch of that. I think so, because I don't see that event. Because because that would be something the entire town would come to. Like, if she... Because it doesn't make sense for Jake and Gabby to be at the same event that Brady, like it does, like it, people whose storylines aren't interacting for shit to hit the fan, they all have to be coming for a central event. And this feels like the thing. This feels like it's building towards something and it would make sense also for Lonnie to be there because it's her her aunt. Like, so I think it is this thing that is the main event in May, right? Yeah, May sweeps. Ooh. Because we've seen like two, I don't know if there's another event coming. Is it two events coming or just one? Uh, there might be another event coming later in the summer because Sal and Lamone have been dressing up That's rather consi- dressing up rather consistently starting from like when their wedding anniversary would be all the way up through like most of July. So I'm like confused. Are we getting two events? Are we giving? Yeah, getting a- we're getting something in May, and then we're getting something again in like June, July. I can't Ooh. wait. Like summer looks more promising currently. Yeah. To me. Or summer. How do we feel or- about Philip and Gabby? Since we mentioned Gabby before. 
Because I enjoy them. I really like them. They're unexpectedly nice. They're nice to look at, but they're they have chemistry, so I, I didn't expect it. But Here's I'm okay. Thing, though. Philip knows what what he is getting him, himself into. He kind of knows that Gab. I don't know. I don't get the sense that she's using him per se. It's a but, rebound relationship for both of them, yeah. and they know it. And they're like Philip is the type of character Gabby vibes with really yeah. well. Really, and, really well. Because they're kind of similar-ish. Yeah. So I've said I've enjoyed them all along. Sure, I'm I'm a Chloe fan at heart. I'm always gonna want them as endgame. But Chloe is off doing whatever. So I'm enjoying Ga- uh, Fabby. Do we call them Fabby? Yeah, that's what we're calling them. Fabby for the time being. Like I yeah, they have a nice vibe, and it's it's like they have a nice vibe, and you can just kind of enjoy it, especially since like we know we know where the end game here is going. Yeah, that's unfortunate. So it's like, yep. <laughs> but what's nice is I when it eventually goes there, and it's going there soon, like within the next month or so, it's going to transition, I think. But it's nice that Philip isn't going to get his heart broken because right. he's going into this yeah, with full knows. expectations. It's not going to be Chloe and Belle all over again. Yeah, he knows right. what he's getting himself into. Do you have any thoughts on this, Michael? No, I fell asleep on that, too. <laughs> well, damn. All right. Well, I guess, is it time for our segments then? Do we have anything else? Uh, y'all tell me. I fell asleep through most of it, y'all. I'm not gonna lie. I'm- <laughs> I don't. I think we basically covered everything. I don't feel like we're missing anything. Oh, there's one other thing I wanted to ask. Now, with this contract with Jan and Bell, the contract specifically says that Bell can't press charges. Can Sean? Well. Technically, he didn't do anything to Sean. She didn't do anything uh, to Sean. He held everybody oh. at gunpoint. She held everybody at gunpoint <laughs> and forced him through that farce of a wedding. That's got to be illegal somewhere. Yeah, but I don't think they're going to go down that road. They're mainly t- thinking about yeah. she kidnapped. No, I, but it was it was just a thought that I had. Like, yay, like she cause she signs the paper and says that she won't press charges, but that doesn't mean that Sean like that Jan won't press charges against John. But that just says that Bell won't press charges. If Sean presses charges, Jan still can't. And we'll see how that goes. I mean, that's an avenue they can go down, but it seems like they're mainly focused on Bell was kidnapped. It doesn't seem like yeah, they're going I mean, about the whole thing. But I feel you, Tony, because I, I mean, we've talked before. That's why, like, we've talked before about how, like, the whole thing with Gwen, it doesn't have to be murder or nothing. There's like a whole stair step of charges that they could have charged her with, but they didn't. So yeah, I feel you. There's there's places they could go, but like Michael said, I, I feel that. like Belle is savvy enough to like lure her into a false sense of security and then boom, like lower the boom. How did we feel like they, how did they, how did we feel about the reveal of Bella's the next suspect. Like the reveal that her button was missing, her coat was missing a button, transitioning to that button being in evidence with Rafe. I loved it. I mean, it. I kind of liked it. 
I mean, I kind of like it because I wasn't expecting Belle at all in the equation. I was, because there were a couple moments where she, her reactions were kind of suspicious. Like, when Sammy told her that Charlie was dead, that was suspicious as hell. And then even um, last week, or I think it was last week, in the scene with Marlena, when they briefly discussed everything with Sammy, and when she, the way she said that the killer was still out there gave me pause. I mean, yeah. But at the same time, it's like it wasn't mentioned until literally the last minute of Friday. So I, I was thinking, okay, if she's involved in this, they would have told us something. I have they always thought since the promo, because of her and Nicole having something similar blondes and similar coats, that that was going to come into play at some point. And I here we are. Someone was going to see one or the other of them and confuse them for it each other i thought that's what was gonna happen but yeah i knew that that and it still could yeah i, I because that coat would come into play somehow what just, if what if what john remembers under hypnosis is maybe seeing the red coat and he thinks it's bell because he's seen bell in that coat before but it ends up being nicole or, or like there could be some kind of confusion there I don't see I don't know but like I just because it's like they don't really give similar wardrobe like that for no reason no yeah because we I think we said it on the podcast that it was gonna it was gonna come back around and be a thing so it's like that that whole like the button I was like okay yeah now if Nicole ends up missing a button I'm gonna be like oh boy let's go yeah good now and like it's gonna be interesting too to see if there's like with bell coming up so quickly like bell comes up friday they're gonna focus on it and then john's gonna be hypnotized next friday so it's gonna be interesting are we going to confirm that bell's the killer are we going to prove that it's somebody else like where are we going i'm so excited and curious to kind of see well if you could grade the week what would you write it? I'd give it a B. Um, I'd give yeah. it a C because a lot of it, to be honest, was forgetful for me. Like, I forgot a lot of things. That's why I'm not talking a lot. I forgot a lot. I genuinely did. I'm not sure. Maybe it was just a long week, but I forgot a lot. And I watched every episode. Just I just forgot. Bella? I think it was a, I think it was a pretty strong C because Thursday was a pretty weak episode. Oh, Thursday was terrible. What happened Thursday? Mm. Nothing. Okay, yeah, it was. Let me see. Let me see. I'm going to go to my TV I, guy. Thursday was, I think, was at, was the Abby Gwen thing. Um, okay, no, Wednesday was the Abby Gwen thing. Thursday was... Uh, Ava and Nicole and uh, Gabby telling Rafe about oh yeah 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 okay and then it was the Philip Kate and Allie scene which I appreciated them remembering that five second scene that I'm pretty sure got cut because like we came into the middle of the conversation it got cut badly Ariette what do you grade this week I would give it a C I'm with you Nick I don't remember anything basically that happened this week <laughs> i didn't even watch live live half of half of the time like i only watch live on tuesday and friday i think what works against me is i like 
I'm working during the time it airs, so I'm watching it on mute. If I don't see anything I'm liking while it's on mute, I'm not going to go back and watch it. And that's my issue. So I ended up going back and watching Thursday and Friday because it was preempted. Half of it was preempted here on Thursday. I think um, I forgot what happened. Something new. Uh, Yeah, the Biden uh, executive order for gun control. Yeah. So I went back and watched that. That happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I I, I didn't even watch the news. With you. That's a lot. <laughs> I, I don't voluntarily yeah. watch the news. I haven't done that in years. That's Me shit. either. It's just memorable. Watched it on people. So in general, <laughs> like I feel like a lot happened, but it moved really slowly. Like I need I need a shift to happen to all of these stories. Actually, well, the Charlie on. story is the Charlie story is shifting next week, and the I fact that missed. we know who. I, the fact that we are going to know who the killer is come the 19th makes me really excited for the fallout because now that we know who it is, now we have to deal with, okay, what's next? Well, my grade for this week would have to be a C minus, a very, very, very low C, like on a 70, 71. A lot of it was either boring, forgetful, or I just stopped caring about it. Um <laughs> The only reason I'm giving it a C is because I was really liking the Theo and Sierra stuff and John and Marlena. Other than that, they could have left some of that shit on the playground. That check thing, I didn't like. I did not like the Gabby Phillip thing because, again, what the hell is this? Um, It was just a bunch of... And Loomy. That's another saving grace of this week, Loomy. But other than that, they could have kept it. And the only reason I watched through it is because the podcast. Now, some of it I just stopped paying attention to because that chick shit, I, I, I couldn't. And then I, I was trying to, um, I'm new to um, the check I watch thing. The Nicole Ava scenes. I'm sorry, but I, I couldn't watch that either. I fast forwarded all of, all of them. Like, I watched it. I too. Well, I, watched it. I watched it. I just didn't remember watching it. See, I liked oh. them last week when Ava confessed. Because Tamara was, was brilliant in those. Tamara was I mean, really I, good in those scenes. I, I, see, I was holding on on those. And then... It kept going like... It, it kept going and then Ava started, do you want me to make you something to eat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the whole cooking thing just takes me the fuck I, out. I just can't watch... I think Ava dragged Nicole down, to be honest. Uh, Nicole has kind of been wandering aimlessly since Eric left. And I'm really hoping that whatever she's about to do when she gets that phone call from Eric that he's extending another three months does something to spice her up because at this point if we're not going to do something with her send her out of town until you want to bring her but let's just okay let's get to our segments because I could be talking all week about how this is a very mediocre ass week and now, first off, I'm going to give a little backstory. So my close friends, they listen to this podcast. They don't watch days, but they're thinking about watching it because of the podcast. So we're getting viewership, y'all. That's uh, awesome. So hi to them. But they said, when I get to my reading segment, they've heard me do verse. And like Oprah said, I heard you. So. Now we gone to a little special portion of this podcast that I love so dearly, where I give my little read for the week. Welcome to the Mavericks Reading Rainbow. 
Let me put on my reading glasses and look at this docket. <clears throat> Gwen bounce check. I'm just gonna call a spade a spade here. Like Scarlett mm. O'Hara, I hate you and I hate your baby. I understand you. <laughs> you need what? to name this episode Gwen Bounce Check, please, God. I hate you. All these apologies, this apology to you, like your Mega McCain has gotten on my last nerve. Words, you kill somebody, grandma. So you lucky every time Abigail sees you, she doesn't run up, get done up. I don't understand how your daddy getting on my nerves, you getting on my nerves. This apology tour you're doing, it's not making your case any better because from what I see, the viewers still hate you. Do I need to leave this redemption storyline on the wayside? And let Gwen bounce check about <laughs> her business. And that is my read of the week. Oh my God. Gwen bounce check. Please, God, name that this episode. <laughs> name this episode that, please. Oh, that is the best thing I've ever heard in my life. That is up there with BB and Felony Flow. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I hope that carries on. Because if it carries on, I swear to God. But now it's time for. You're watching it wrong. I feel like we all kind of touched on that earlier, but here we are. I have a general watching it wrong. If you're commenting on a show without actually watching it and you have no bloody fucking clue what's going on, please shut up. That's the only reason I watch. I like to read, so... (laughs) Because literally, there was I saw a tweet on Twitter, like literally asking if Chanel is a gold digger and why Xander is putting up with this when he could like shut it down in five minutes. And I'm just like, well, if you were watching the show, her intentions would be made very, very clear. So maybe actually watch the story before you comment on it. Anyone else? No, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Wait, <laughs> I'm trying to decide, but go ahead. <laughs> I I touched on mine earlier with the the tweets about Theo. My whole thing is, I feel like, and I'm guilty of this too. I think that we all do it when you're defending your your ship or your fan base. When someone says something that you know, is not complimentary about it. Don't hear an all when no one said all. Because like, if someone says, oh, you know, Lumi fans are doing this. They didn't say all Lumi fans because it's never all and it's never every. You can't speak in absolutes. So maybe give people the benefit of the doubt when they say that they're seeing your base do something that's not quite okay. Because you may not be seeing it because maybe the circles that you're in the feed that you have isn't showing that. But just because you're not seeing it doesn't mean that it's not happening. Anyone else? That one. Go ahead, um, Aria, you no, go first. Go ahead, you. I, I don't have a definite one, but Okay. Um, it's not a tweet, but it's coming from a review from a certain... <laughs> I know which one. ...certain yep. soap site, TV Drag, 
drag TV fanatic for filth because they shouldn't even be online. This this man was talking about um, the Xander and Chanel interactions, yada, 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 him being drunk. And he says, and I quote, um, the scenes to add insult to injury, this nonsense looked like a setup for Chanel to cry rape when none occurred. My ish, exactly. <laughs> what? My, yep. Exactly. My issue is he does this consistently. He immediately assigns the worst possible intentions or characterizations to black female characters or or female characters of color. Uh, he did it with Lonnie. He's doing it with Chanel. I don't remember if he did it with Paulina, but I do remember him doing it with Gabby years ago. This and this thing is this happens so much in soaps. That's why I get so defensive about certain characters. Everything we've we know about Chanel has been presented as she just wants money. That's all she wants. Like I would have been less offended if he had said, "Oh, I thought she was gonna rob Xander and just leave." That would have made more sense because it it's what we've actually what aired. Yeah, it's what we've been told the character is. She's money hungry. What? Why? Why would you even fathom that? Oh, she's gonna cry rape. Why? Why would you? Why would that cross your mind? I just want to know. I know, but I just I'm just curious. That's that's when that's why we get so upset about the things with Theo, the things that get said about Lonnie. It's because it's a lot of it is very unnecessary because it doesn't play out in who the characters are he's done it it a lot like it's i'm like wow this is this is a symptom of the of the problems i've had with the show since i started watching black characters actions or inactions get judged way harsher than anybody else chanel has not shown that when she saw theo she's was excited to see him because he was obviously paying for all the all of her shit in south africa like it's where did that come from like that was so anti-black and so it pissed me off like it's just I, I was angry about it I'm like I'm like maybe I'm reading too much into this and I had to read it about three or four times I'm like oh he's this is what he does can we please stop doing that yeah I sent it to you I was just as shocked as you were. I was like, what? Like it, it, it keeps happening. And the thing is, it's not just him. And the, the, what makes it worse is he has a platform. So I understand where the belief, where the treatment of Black characters can originate from in the fandom because it's normal. Like people just, he gets to put shit like that out and people can, oh, well, that's probably There are she's some like. people who are so pressed who just, shouldn't be and also like and it's a completely different thing but it's along the same lines people abusing their platforms did you all see that thing that soap she knows posted about on the anniversary of apparently there was an actress who was on days who killed herself and he decided to make a gallery out of that and use that as what's her name um no she she played um she played um Brenda Bennett. She played Lee Dumont. She was one of um, Stefano's exes. Yeah. She was the like, she was the mother of Renee. Like, how do you how do you turn somebody's suicide into something you can make a clickbait a click, article yeah, into? 
like some of these people have platforms that don't fucking deserve it and it's just gross and tacky and ew hell and the man running soap she knows now ran soaps in depth and see where that ended exactly and also soap she knows is run by i'm sorry but it's run by a man like it doesn't yeah. make sense yeah that's that's the <laughs> that's the man we're talking about yeah, yeah. i know i know <laughs> Well, yeah, I didn't. I didn't even think about that. So if she knows it's ran by a man, huh? Ain't it stupid? But <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to go back to my read because a lot of people. I feel like a lot of people are going to ask, "Where did he come up with Gwen Bounce check?" And it's not even the fact that she's you know trash with no money, as Blanche would say. It's the fact that they keep trying to make this character work when at this point, even if you redeemed her. She's not gonna work. Nobody's gonna like her. I don't hate her. I, fuck that bitch. I agree. But well, she killed, you, she killed your fave, so you're never gonna like her. And believe me, I get that because they're like, like I always say, Eve Donovan could cure cancer tomorrow, and because she fucked with my fave, and I and I mean Jack, not Ben, because the Ben stuff I get. Uh, she could cure cancer tomorrow, but because of all the shit she pulled on Jack, I still want her hit by a bus. Well, fuck him too. <laughs> Look, it's the it's them Johnson jeans. Ain't nobody good coming up out of there. <laughs> Wait a minute now, Stephanie. We ain't seen her. <laughs> she was annoying. Well, St- Stephanie had her moments too. Like, you remember how crazy she got over Nathan Horton of oh, all people? Y'all. <laughs> Dream has no memory of that. <laughs> they need to recast her. They, they do. do. Uh, what's her name? Brianna Lane would work from General Hospital. She was the Oh, yes, she was. Steve don't need any temporary. more children. I don't, anyone who could bring Steve to my screen. See, <laughs> 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 he's talking about our faves. Y'all leave my faves for dead every week on the we, That faves end up being trash. It's not like <laughs> <laughs> It's weird, but the entire Johnson family is really hot garbage. Like, all of them. Even Sonny. Sonny. Oh, God. <laughs> maybe the maybe the Kiriakis twins won't be so bad since they're not biologically related. <laughs> Nature versus nurture, I'm not so sure. <laughs> even, even Sonny is hot garbage. I don't understand. Joe, did you meet someone back in the day and she decided to curse your womb? Every male from it's honestly, I think it's the Duke, like it's the Duke it's Johnson Duke. curse. It's Duke, like Duke just poisoned that entire gene pool. It's oh Duke. my god, every male, Jack, Steve, Sonny, Joe, Trip, JJ. Ain't nothing wrong with JJ. JJ just got the dick of death. That's it. He's <laughs> <laughs> kind of the maxi of Michael. <laughs> He's the yeah. Michael, Michael of days. Yeah, all Daesh. of Michael's girlfriends have died. Maxi's, oh. Maxi's, uh, Maxi's only deadly Maxi's to cops. Like, yeah. yeah she, if she would stop messing with fine. cops, they wait, would be wait, fine. Wait, 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 guys. <laughs> forgot to end the podcast. Uh, hold on. I'm not, I'm not done. <laughs> they, they caught our after show talk. Oh, <laughs> wait! That was after the. That was after. The show. <laughs> we we are we're, we're still live on air. This episode's gonna be a fun mess, but that's okay. They all are. What were you gonna say, Harriet? Um, I watching it wrong, but if you guys are done, say yeah. yours. Go ahead. 
Um, so mine goes back to uh, Monday when there was drama over. Um, oh, like, yes. Please yeah. drag that. Please. I forgot about that. So the thing is, those were like really valid complaints. Like, Ben wasn't like Marlena and Ben didn't need to share scenes. Ben could have just called Marlena on the phone and said, asked her, like, oh. uh, is she gonna do it? Is she gonna go through with the hypnosis? And just because someone said, like, oh, Ben pulled Marlena out of her house doesn't mean that he, the person yeah. that they manhandled, he manhandled yeah. her. He Lord. Yeah, that one, yeah. To make a mess out of a valid complaint like that, like, not every single thing is against your favorites. Yeah, I saw that. And, and like, even so, oh. why should, like, tweets like this matter? If you love your favorite, like, you should be secure in it alone. Like, this goes for the general fandom. Like, people can voice complaints if they like. And this was a valid complaint. Marlena and Ben didn't need to share scenes that day. Sure, okay, I'll get the hypnosis. I'll get the, the fact that she was at the hospital. But she had a more important matter at home to tend to. And for you to, like, twist someone, like, someone's word yeah. around. To fit All that drama was so unnecessary. hashtag false narrative. Like, come on. Learn to read what's been said before you attack someone for no As she read it and actually thought that Joe meant that he physically pulled her out of the apartment I'm sorry that you've never heard the phrase being pulled away from something Seriously? but the phrase exists it is a thing and nobody was insinuating that Ben was manhandling anybody the only and person who insinuated that and turned a mountain into a molehill was you to be honest though like I saw the claims of like that's Unlike Ben, honey, no. Ben manhandled Susan not too long ago, so it's not unlike Ben. But he wasn't, he wasn't doing it to Marlena, and that's not what Joe meant. So please, before you attack well, people, read their complaints. Well, you know, context is key. Comprehension is not a. <laughs> and the, honestly, the English is not even my first or second language, and I understood fine. Like I understood completely what they meant. Like. So did I. Like that, it's not that hard. Oh, I'm, I'm going to tag on on that one. When you said, well, if you like your face, you shouldn't be so defensive of them. I agree with that. Because, you know, when Laura died, Lord have mercy, when Laura died, a lot of people was like, well, Laura isn't really a significant character. I didn't read y'all for filth like I should have. But I know that I'm secure in my faith. And the North remembers when Laura Spencer Horton ran days in the 70s and carried story in the early 90s and late 90s. Today is the anniversary of her revealing Lucas's paternity. Oh, my Lord, I saw those clips. That was so good. I don't think fans, as long as it's not problematic, I don't think, like, fans need to defend but on the, fl the the flip side can be said too like if it's about a character you don't like or a fandom you don't like why the fuck do you care what they do but people can tweet whatever they want on twitter it's a public forum for them to tweet whatever they want 
Like, I don't get the, like, claims like, oh, uh, she's not a fan or he's not a fan of this character or, or couple or this. He can, why is he or she spending time, waste, like, tweeting about them? They can do whatever they want. Now, I mean, you can tweet your opinion all you want. The issue yeah. is, if it don't fly, let don't let it apply. Like, that part. <laughs> you could be talking shit about Laura all the live long day, and I'm still securing what Laura did and her legacy. So I keep on scrolling. I mean, I don't really care unless you're just talking complete asinine bullshit. Opinions should not, like, if you're securing your favorite characters, couples, or whatever, other people's opinions shouldn't matter, shouldn't impact you at all. And it should not lead to you defending your characters. Or Every day. It shouldn't be a war on Twitter every day. Every this is worse than the Cold War <laughs> and the war on drugs. We're still talking about Lonnie and like, oh, how is Lonnie gonna react when Chris, she finds out Kristen? I'm like, honey, she's not even in that fucking storyline, but I'm not gonna sit down and like drag this person. I might someday if she continues. But like, and, and another thing, you don't have to talk about it every day. I can't stand fucking Mimi Lockhart, but you don't see me tweeting about it every day, mainly because her ass isn't on the show, thank God. But Excuse me? I said what I said. Michael's um, <laughs> just coming for all our faves today. Shit. Well, his hey. isn't here for us to come for. Listen, they like I'm, his fave died and he's taking it out on all, right? all the rest of us. <laughs> I'm gonna drag Laura. Nobody heard that. <laughs> well, first off, first off, first off, first off, all my faves are gold tier. I mean, Marlena, Nicole, Laura. Nicole of the last 10 years is a stretch. Uh, uh, you mind yours. I don't blame Nicole. I blame the writers for that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the version of Nicole that currently is on our screen is not gold tier. She has been downgraded to silver. To Aunt Maggie. And I used to like Aunt Maggie too, but I had to stop claiming. On the flip side though, I have noticed I'm going off topic a little, but I have noticed a change on Twitter. Fans have become less straightforward and direct and more like petty and subtweeting. Like, yep, <laughs> I don't even see that, but honestly, it's because I feel like if you aren't gonna say it with your chest, then it's not worth me paying attention to. Like, I don't know you want like, to. I remember when I just came back to days, like, started watching days back in 2017, fans were more direct and they were. <laughs> Like hopping into mentions left and right, and currently there's none of that. People are like, I think it's also because Twitter's been like suspending accounts for weird stuff, and like you don't want to step the wrong way and end up without your account. That I don't think people uh, people are afraid of getting like catching heat. Like they're not as brave as they used to be. No, I am. Oh, you are. <laughs> but but the thing is, you say a lot of shit, but people aren't going to really jump into your mentions about it. Because they know I send them right on back. Exactly. They don't. They can dish it, but they can't take it. That's the thing. Well, guys, this has been a nice little conversation, but we're running long again. <laughs> <laughs> so are, are we are we cutting our good, bad, and ugly this week? Yeah, we're going to cut it this week, but it will be back next week. Um, That's all, folks. 
I'm glad y'all came to visit with us again. And we will see you guys real soon. And don't let your checks bounce like Gwen. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all. Bye. <laughs>